Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Council for Tennis Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on. That being said, of course, that's our Sunday morning tradition that continues on into our 10th season. It's week number eight of the NFL, and we're going to cover them all. We have Thursday, all the uh, pickers that we have here, myself, Cuervo, as well as Charvin, we're on the San Francisco 49ers. They won. Uh, today's game is happening. Just actually kicked off, I guess, here a couple of minutes ago. Haven't even had a chance to find out where Chan Ch- is on. I'm actually on Jacksonville, just to put it out there. Um, Cuervo is on Houston. I'll find out from Charvin with that on that game as where it is. So, that having been said, that is what's going on here. Thanks for joining us, Larry. Good to see you here on a Sunday morning. And Let's start off with that game. Let's say, and one of the things here is one of the hardest things. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get uh, Cuervo in. Cuervo is not going to do the video today. So, um, that being said, we're just going to handle it from here um, and kick things off. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to hit right into that uh, game. It is the the last game that was over there, and I picked it just mainly the Bears were, um, I forgot who they were playing. Uh, anyway, I didn't pick the Bears. And, and one of the things that I looked at, is if I looked at this game, I had to ask myself, who would win this game? Right here in the States. The problem is, it goes over to the other side, and I don't trust good, really good football teams when they go over across uh, the sea. So I'm on the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, just mainly because you never know what's going to happen in this kind of game right now. Right now, Minshew is 3 of 4 for 17 yards. Uh, Fournette has rushed the ball for three yards so far, and uh, Chark has caught a pass. It's 3 nothing. Uh, in favor of the Texans right now. I know my thinking isn't right there, but a lot of things that happened regarding that game as well, and I wasn't very excited about the fact that uh, that football team being the Houston Texans lost with one of their guys. In this game, he's probably going to be out for a very long time. So that is a very bad thing for this football team. Uh, he's probably out for the rest of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So um, you take a look at this, you know, 8,000 miles away, if I, heard, if I heard the number right, and, of course, I am not getting the Internet. Man, I almost hate this. So much so I might not even do the technology thing and hang out and do that. But um, that being said, I uh, let's see here.
Why are we having a problem? I am off the internet. That's why. Wi-Fi is on. Dang it, I knew I should have never done that. Move that. Kick that. We'll go back onto Wi-Fi, which in turn should get us back online. There we go. Hit that button here. Come on. And it should reconnect here at any second. There we are. All right, so some reason got kicked off the internet. I'm all set and ready to go. Thanks for everybody for joining. Uh, but 8,000 miles away, um, so uh, the whole situation as far as the eye situation, as far as that, that whole thing that's happened, that's uh, really, really kind of the worry in that game for me. You know, you look at Deshaun Watson, what he's been able to do and how he does it. Um, so I don't know if his vision's going to have a – hey, Dave, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so I, that game is just so unpredictable. So since the unpredictability of that game, I am not going to go ahead and keep the Jacksonville Jaguars. And try off my heater. It's a little hot in here. There we go. So I, I, or I'm not going to – because I probably would pick this game as far as the Houston Texans are concerned if they were uh, playing in the States, regardless if it was in Jacksonville, regardless if it was in Houston. It's just one of those games where I just don't trust those good teams. And, and listen, Houston, pro I would probably have picked that Houston to win this game. Uh, you can take a look, uh, you know, you can go back and look at the history between these two games. Obviously, this is a division game, a very important division game for both of the teams. Minshew has been outstanding. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give him the uh, benefit of the doubt. I'm going to let him hang on. Good to see you, Brian. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate that. So I'm, you know, I, I'm just going to just take a stab at it. Combination over the over the water and the eye swelling situation um, and the fact that this game is so unpredictable. So I don't have really anything to say because I look at a lot of things when I pick a game, but when they go over to London, I don't mess with it. So that's where we are. We should get Cuervo here fairly quickly um, as far as that is concerned. So hopefully we'll have him in just a moment. What we're going to do then is I'm going to head on over to the next game that's up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We are starting right off. Uh, again, Cuervo should be calling in quickly. Uh, we should get some kind of We're going to take it here uh, on a pretty important game in reality uh, as far as standings are concerned uh, is the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles. Actually, I'm going to kick that. We're going to jump over that one because Cuervo is the Bear fan. So we'll go to Indianapolis and both ways in reality when you think about what's going on with that game. And let's see here. Ah, there we go. Ah, there we go. All right. So Indianapolis. I have been wrong about them all year. I have been wrong. I hate to admit it, um, but I'm still, but I'm still, since I am wrong, I'm still not on the fact that I like the the Jacoby Brissett thing. And I know I should not be that way, but I am. Jacoby Brissett. There's the buzzing. I was wondering what the buzzing was going on. Okay, sorry about that. Last minute. I, I, 
I just I'm not a Jacoby Brissett fan. I'm not falling for him. I'm still not falling for him even after last week. Okay, still not falling for him. They are in Pittsburgh. Another thing I have a real problem with situation is who's the better quarterback right now. I think it's Jacoby Brissett. Um, but Pittsburgh, it's a Pittsburgh thing. I don't know. I don't think they have enough, even at home. I, I really don't, and I hate the fact that I actually am going to pick the Indianapolis Colts here. Uh, this by far is not me saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a Jacoby Brissett fan. Not, not even close, guys. I'm not there. When that guy puts up consistent numbers and everything else, you know, for a couple of maybe a year, a full year, then I'll, I'll buy into him. But right now, I'm just not there. Uh, the problem that I have, is, you know, also though, if this gets down to a close game and Adam Vinatieri, and I hate to even say this because that's a bad, bad man, uh, he hasn't been so bad lately. So I'm not necessarily sure what people seem to think about what he's capable of doing now. He did go ahead and put it into to get the win last week. A very important kick for him in reality. So I hate to even talk about the fact that the kicking game could come into play, but it's going to in this game. But I'm still going to hang up on the Adam Vinatieri. So you, you think about it, and, and let me. I'm just going to go over that. He needs two more extra points. First player to make his career 12 points to become the first Colt players to score 1,505 field goal attempts to break Morton Anderson's NFL record. So there's a lot of things at stake as far as the kicking game is concerned. Right now, James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, He's just not really that guy right now. 145 yards on 23 carries was his best game against the Dolphins. Okay, anybody can run well against the Dolphins, but the rest of it, I'm not falling for it. So what's going to happen here as far as that is concerned? Uh, Pittsburgh really needs it. If you've got Randolph, you've got to go ahead and you have to have the running game until Randolph can be the quarterback that you want him to be. So. Um, now, Colts have a tough road. Okay, um, in Pittsburgh right now, Pittsburgh has the third best home record since 2001. Found this. I found this note here: 106 of 41 and one. The Colts have not won there since 2008. So we're talking about 11 years, and um, so that whole thing is something to think about. I don't fall for that thing. I really don't. I don't fall for it. I don't care about history. I care about the team now. And I, I'm not one that is going to go on whether or not a team is going to be good based upon history. I judge it up what's on the football field right now. And right now, Pittsburgh is not there. I, I don't have enough in me to go ahead and pick the Pittsburgh Steelers until they decide to – never mind the fact – if you think about it, is uh, they went ahead, that being the Steelers picked up Micah Fitzpatrick, um, and that being also said, uh, he has three interceptions, a fumble recovery, and so there's been a lot of things that have been happening in reality. Uh, Pittsburgh has 19. 
15 takeaways this season for more than it had all season last year. So you're looking at the defense here. But, again, I'm not feeling comfortable with Pittsburgh right now. I'm not feeling comfortable with their quarterback. I'm not feeling comfortable with anything that the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing right now. And, and again, this is not a pick when I decide to take the Indianapolis Colts here that I trust Indianapolis. I just don't. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have it in me to trust the Colts to be what they could have been years back with, with Andrew Luck. Now, now, they are getting more than what they really expected from Jacoby Brissett. And congratulations. I'm glad they're getting more than what they really need to, to get from him. But I, you know, for the long term, I don't know how you can feel good about Jacoby Brissett. I just don't. I'm not going to anoint this guy. He's not there enough for me to say, we're going to grab him up. So, just to start it off, and there's my brother. I got your picks. I'll, get, I'll write those down as we're going along. Thanks for getting your picks in. Tarvin should be getting in here. Uh, Cuervo should be getting in here, and hopefully I'll get Tarvin's picks here fairly quickly. Games going on right now. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, right now are taking on the Houston Texans. That game's over in London. That game is live. I am on the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and uh, Cuervo is on Houston. And my brother, uh, my brother is on Houston as well. So I'll write that down since I got it right here. Um, so there we go. So my brother's on Houston. Uh, so interesting early game. And then, uh, of course, I'm on Indianapolis. And let's see, uh, my brother is on – didn't pick that game. Unless he picked the Steelers, and I'm just missing it. Panthers, Vikings. Nope, he's on the Colts. He's on the Indianapolis Colts. So, um, and hopefully we'll get uh, Cuervo in here fairly quickly and get that going. Now, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's get on to the next game that's going on. I'll get you an update up on the game. What is that? If you listen to this show in the past, you know Sonny Clark has got some mad love for Matt uh, Matt Moore, quarterback that is taking over for Patrick Mahomes uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're taking on Minnesota, though. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven. Also, if you want to get in online. Um, th- that being said, right now the Chiefs are. You know, uh, with their quarterback situation, it's kind of it's kind of weird, and I hate to even say this because I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan whatsoever. Um, but uh, there's a situation where he might not play. From what I am hearing, um, and from what I'm reading, uh, the uh, situation is health on Cousins. Let's see here. Um, where is it at? Well, I find that I I heard there might be an injury on on uh, on Kirk Cousins. I have it within my notes here on the computer. Hopefully, I'll find it. But uh, looking at this whole thing as far as this game is concerned, I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. I don't trust Kirk Cousins to be 
be a quarterback that is capable of doing whatever you want to do. But right now, the whole situation with with a guy that is not a consistent quarterback, and that's what you get. I'm sorry, you just do with Kirk Cousins. Now, with Patrick Mahomes, he did kneecap and everything else. They got uh, Matt Moore coming in, who did a very good job in the loss last week. Very good job, and you can't blame that one on him. So, 31-24 loss in reality to Green Bay. That's just Green Bay. That's just a, you know, a haunting that is the Green Bay, you know, and uh, over there. Lambeau Field, you cannot escape the ghosts that are in that town sometimes. I really honestly think when you got a situation, bring your best bet when you're heading over. So, what's going to happen? More? Could they get? But my big is will Kirk Cousins be able to deliver the ball? Will he be consistent in this game? Amadi Gattis, good to see you. How's the how's the hoops going? Yeah, I remember who you are. So, um, that being said, you look at it. The Chiefs right now have lost all three have lost all three games at Arrowhead this year. Okay, which is normally something that you're not getting, and they are in seven three right now on top in the West. The Vikings are second in the NFC North. They're six and two. They're behind the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of things happen here going into this one. At the quarterback position, what they did, which is be consistent, uh, working on some of the basic plays that were successful. I'm telling you right now, on the other side of it, you got a defense that's going to be coming right at you. I mean, right at you. So, um, again, she's not having won a home. I hate that fact because I, I sometimes will look at the odds. Brian Tarvin, always good to see you, my friend. Get your picks in. Um, I, I hate the fact that the Chiefs haven't won a home because the odds are saying they're going to win. But it's the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you look at it, you know, that's a defense. But I'll also say the Chiefs have 13 sacks for 128 yards in the last few games. Um, so uh, they're getting some uh, pressure on the quarterback as well. So with that being said, when you're getting 16 to 17, usually somewhere in the area of 18 blitzes that could be coming your way, Um you, you can get a game plan. So if you continue to do what they did last week, which is blitz, 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 blitz. But I'm going to tell you right now, Zimmer's going to be ready for it. I, I just, you know, one of those things that you you have a good coach, and that good coach is able to figure things out much better than, than others. And uh, so – I want to be able to see a guy to be able to move in and really get squared about what he may think be coming at him. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to be ready for it. So, 
Now, you go back to Zimmer and Reed, okay? They, these guys have been coaching against the, uh, each other back to the 80s. So, and that that's when they were college. They started off in college uh, going up against each other. So, now there's a playoff race going on right now. So, you, when you start looking at the standings for both of these teams, for these teams, especially the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs can get over and get the victory. What I'm going to tell you is, is that that only just increases to keep Patrick Mahomes out of the lineup until he is fully ready to come back. I am like to see quarterbacks come back too quickly. David Sweet, good to see you. Thanks for checking in, my friend. So, I like the whole thing. I like Minnesota what's coming because, again, if Kansas City does what they did last week and go into just blitz, 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 he's going to be ready for it. He's going to think that it will be coming. He'll have an idea to get it all set and ready to go. So now you got a whole thing as far as the odds. Kansas City haven't won a home game all year long. 0-3 oh, oh at home. Will it overcome the talent that's coming? I hate to say it, but I'm on Minnesota today. And it's not because I am a Kirk Cousins fan. Because, obviously, if Patrick Mahomes was at the quarterback position, I would be on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, who's the better quarterback right now, even though I love me some Matt Moore? Again, go who somebody loves me loves Matt more. Personal friend of mine. Um, that being said, uh, that defense that's going to be coming from Minnesota could be so huge, and it might not be in the best interest of um, best interest of Matt Moore. They're going to get to him. They're going to get to him often, and it could have a big impact on what we see in the game this week. Really a lot that's there. So I'm going to you know, don't want to, but I'm and I am going to take the Minnesota Vikings in this one and uh, some of the other picks that we're going to go on. Let me find out those some of those picks here. Uh, my brother, I think is on Minnesota as well. Yes, he is on Minnesota as well. Uh, even though they're on the road. Um, but man, that God's those odds, they kill me. I don't know. I don't feel very – as much as I make this pick, I don't feel comfortable. And I reserve the right to change it before the game starts at the, at the, at the top of the noon hour. And we're going to be on there until then. We'll get Cuervo in here fairly quickly um, as far as that. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll cover some more of the games. We'll talk about some of the news that has happened in the NFL. Um, and we'll get you an update. Matter of fact, let's get an update on that right now. Uh, bah, 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 bah. There it is. Let me hit the refresh button because at the last I saw, uh, Houston was up 3 nothing in this one, and it's still 3 nothing. 644 left to go in the second quarter. So that's what we're going to do now is we're going to take it on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll take a look at the news. We normally do the news before we jump into the games, but since we had some game, uh, game already started, we went ahead and did that. So we'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. 
uh, you're listening to that being said. In our 10th year, guys, let's just keep it going. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your rally at Eagles letting you know about Liberty Air and Heat. Everybody knows what the Texas Heat can do to your air conditioning and heating systems. That's why you need the experts that deliver the best and most honest service in the Rowlett area. We provide the high quality air conditioning and heating services that keep you more comfortable when you need it. We strive to always meet and exceed customers' expectations, competency, and accountability, as well as satisfaction. So contact Liberty Air and Heat at 469-678-9444 or visit them on the web at libertyairandheat.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important. My firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. 
There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great taste in barbecue, come see us at Dickies Barbecue today. And welcome back to the County Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sun. working man in sports radio here on the Sunday morning. It's that being said. We went through a couple of games already, and it's really outside of the way we do it. Usually cover all the news before we get into the games, but with the game that's happening over in London, we jumped into a couple of games in the first segment. Now let's get back to the news. Nine nothing right. The Houston Texans on top of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> anyway, because um, I'm on the Jaguars. News right now. Um, and, and the Seahawks. They go ahead and they grab up uh, uh, Gordon off of. List. Uh, if you remember, Josh Gordon was a Patriot. They put him on IR, and then they went ahead and released him. Uh, they're still responsible to make sure they go. They would not have done that if they hadn't got that okay to do so. Uh, so everything is really good as far as that's concerned. We'll get his money from that contract. If he's released from me, he still gets it. Doesn't matter. So that being said, he can also be picked up, which is exactly what happened as the Patriot or the uh, Seahawks grabbed him up. So that is uh, huge news going on there. Um, also, let's jump into some of the other news that is happening out there. It looks like uh, the uh, Redskins are ready to go with Haskins. Uh, quarterback situation there in uh, Washington is not good. Um, I don't know, throwing, to, throwing them to the Wolves or, in this case, the Buffalo Bills. You know, why not? And I'm going to tell you, that's going to be a good game. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about that whole situation when we talk about that game here to watch today. So, um, combination there. Also, Joe Flacco on the IR. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I know I've heard it. And I and listen, I'm going to defend Joe Flacco. I know it sounds nuts when I'm going to, especially some Denver Bronco fans that actually listen to this show. Okay. Joe Flacco was the right pick for what was available. Now, has John Elway dropped the ball on being able to get a quarterback besides Peyton Manning? Absolutely. There's no question about that. But listen, John Elway's not going anywhere. We can sit and talk about whether or not he should have the job. It's irrelevant. This is Denver, guys. All right? So when it comes down to who they are, that's that's who they are. All right? So 
that that whole thing is not going to change. So, you know, Denver's Denver, John Elway is John Elway. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got someone online. I got to bring him in um, because uh, we we kind of already talked about the game, but I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to bring him in anyway because I, I, I like it. So um, that being said, I, I got to roll up here because I actually got something for him. But I, I Yes, for one of our call-ins, guys, okay? So, um that, that being said, let's see, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? I got I got an intro. Did it not load? Here it is right here. All right, I got I got an intro because I, I, I don't know how much uh, he likes wrestling, but I'm going to go ahead and hit that button. Going to go ahead and bring on... It's the Bryce man coming out, big big Steelers fan. How you doing, Bryce? Good morning. Sonny, I've never had an introduction like that in my life. And there you go, it. man. <laughs> you got some mad, got some mad loves coming to you. How you doing? Hey, oh. it, 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 it sounds like someone talked you off the ledge over there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sonny, I was I was never never on the ledge, but I was getting close. You're a liar. I was getting close. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, man. I mean, I tell you what. I tell you what. If they like, I I, I tried to call you yeah last week, but the, for some reason it wouldn't let me through. Um, okay. the, they needed to beat the Dolphins. That was a must win last week. You don't get that yeah. when season's over. But now that they got it, you know, there's still a chance they can make something of this season. Um, but it has, but it starts today. Um, I mean, look, Pittsburgh realistically, depending on what happens with Baltimore and New England, Pittsburgh realistically could go one and one in the next two games, sit at four and five, and and, and still have a chance to see how they can do down the stretch. But we'll have to see. Right. But you know, let me ask you a question. I mean, with with what's going on in Pittsburgh, normally Pittsburgh a very good home team. Yeah, I hate Steelers in Heinz Field, but a lot of the combinations, the, the Randolph and Brissett hit because I'm not a Brissett fan whatsoever. But you have to admit, Brissett's a better quarterback coming into this one. Five and two right, right. now. They lead the South in the AFC. Your your Steelers are three and four. They're lucky to be second in the division right there. Opportunity. I I don't know if they're going to catch up to Baltimore. Probably not. Um, but at the same time, now they're going to be fighting for a while. So that being said, also, there's some other good teams in the AFC. What are you expecting? I mean, look, it's not it's not looking great. But it's like you're telling me there's a chance. It's one of those things, and you know, and we got to play it out and see. I mean, you're telling me there's a chance. I mean, you're absolutely right. Brissett right now, the better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. Even though I'm a little bit, it's it's a little confusing to me the way people talk about Mason Rudolph. I mean, as someone who has watched all of the games, 
He's done some really good teams. I thought last week against Miami was the best game overall from an overall standpoint because he started off terribly. It's Miami, I mean, bro. Come on. Hey, listen, I, I, I know you want to talk yourself into it. I, I really – I get it, too, because I'm a fan of a team, and sometimes you just got to talk yourself through it. Depends, okay. Well, I mean, look, I understand it's the Dolphins, but I also understand that Mason Rudolph is basically like a rookie quarterback. So he could have went in the tank. Um, he was getting booed at home, started out terribly. He's coming off the concussion and the bye week. He hadn't played. And I tell you what, he really turned it around and was just throwing some dimes in the second quarter on. I mean, the guy is mentally tough. He's got some grit. Um, he's never scared at a moment. I respect that. So that's something to build on. And I, I think overall he's been on the plus side for me. Now, will that continue? Jury's out. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. You got Michael Fitzpatrick. You grab him up two months ago. Um, you should be happy with what you're getting. You already got three interceptions, fumble recovery in five games. And uh, But, you know, you also look at the Pittsburgh Steelers defensively. They've already got 19 takeaways. That's four year the defense is looking okay uh so but the fact that you're off I, you can't even say uh juggernaut you don't know and it's playing well you don't need an offensive juggernaut you just need a vein um so um hopefully they'll be able to do it but when you're looking at this week against jacoby Brissett and indianapolis kind of on the roll they kind of got their identity down whether or not it's a good identity or not it is an identity I mean, looking at this game, do you think your Pittsburgh Steelers can come out on top? Uh, you know, again, I want to say if, if they can go one and one, I think there's some realism in that. But when I really look at it, I just don't know if they could beat the Colts. I think the Colts overall are a better team. They don't turn it over as much. Um, I think Frank Reich, as a head coach, offensive mind, will outcoach Keith Butler, our defensive coordinator, who still hasn't figured out how to defend empty sets. There's just not enough. I think I think Butler's play calling and schemes just don't really put the players in the best position to win at all times. I think they've, they've really upped the talent on the defense. Um, I think offensively, Pittsburgh really can only win a couple ways. One, they have to be able to run the football, which they might be able to do against the Colts, but the Colts have a pretty good defense. Um, yeah, I, I give a slight edge to the Colts. I'm going to say Steelers 20, Colts 23. Okay, and that'll be Adam Vinatieri, who hasn't been Mr. Automatic, um, but did what he had to do at the end of the game last week. Missed a couple during the game, but went ahead and sealed the deal for him last week. That's the reason why they're 5-2. and two. Uh, Back to Frank Wright really quick. You know, this is a guy, you know, obviously, you know, a quarterback at heart, um, and the whole thing with him, you have to ask the question in reality uh, regarding Frank Wright. Frank Wright is one of these uh, head coaches that are becoming or is what you would call 
a player's coach going forward on fourth down when he has no business doing. They don't have a great uh, percentage on fourth down, but yeah, he'll do it. And, and he'll do it just basically how he feels about the team and what's going on as far as momentum is concerned. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I like Frank Wright, and I like him a lot, but with those kind of moves, is, and I hate to say it, those players, coaches, don't usually do very well, but Frank Wright seems to have them playing at a high caliber of football, even though they might not be successful on the things that maybe a coach would say, and we should do with this in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like Frank Reich. Um, I, I mean, I give him so much credit for the way him and Peterson won that Super Bowl. I mean, look what he's done with Andrew Luck retiring. They've really remolded that team to play more complimentary football and not just be offense, yep. go, 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 and the defense give up a lot of yards. They've got some good talent on defense. I think there are some things you can do in the secondary against them. Rocky Finn has given up some, has given up some yards. So, you know uh, – I mean, there'll be opportunities, but I tell you, it, it's they're a very sound fundamentalist group that doesn't make a lot of mistakes, don't get a lot of penalties. They're rock solid on the offensive line, particularly on the left side. Quentin Nelson, Anthony Costanza, just really, really good guys, good players, good center. Yeah, it's 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 teams that kind of, you know, strength on strength and. You know Pittsburgh right now. I'm not sure if they if they have enough from the from the coordinator standpoint, and I'm not sure they're going to have enough offensively, particularly at the receiver spot, to take advantage um, of the of the of the Colts' weaknesses on defense. Jalen Samuels will play tailback this week. I, I, I like Jalen. No James Conner. They don't have T. Y. Hilton, so that could help Pittsburgh. I mean, look, this gets more interesting if they can force Brissett into mistakes and if they can win on third down, if you don't force Brissett into mistakes, you absolutely have to get off the field on possession downs. And, and normally Pittsburgh does pretty good against teams that want to line up and power run you, like Marlon Mack, but we'll see. So are you saying there's no T.Y. Hilton in this game? I I did not see that. I, I, where did you see T. that? T.Y. Hilton will not play in this game. Yeah, yeah they ruled him out. Um, I mean, look, that still doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to move the football because they're so well coached um, on offense schematically. But that's going to definitely help Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh quietly has a secondary that can be very dangerous. You know, Joe Hayden still can play good corner. Um, And then Steven Nelson has been very good. Teams do not want to test Steven Nelson. I think the Seahawks in the second game tried it with D.K. Metcalf, who's probably one of the biggest athletic freaks in the league. He shut him down. I mean, they were very close to getting picked off. So I think you put that on tape. And if you don't have Russell Wilson, I think teams are being very leery. If we're not going to let our quarterback throw that ball over there, he's a little too close. So hopefully that continues. And we'll see. Well, I got news for you. I just changed my pick. I think I think that with I, you know when you don't have your guy. And listen, there are some guys that are playmakers. 
And you, we could we could talk about it all day long, but I'm going to tell you right now, T.J. Hilton not being in the lineup is is huge, and I and I don't like the fact that he's not in the lineup. So that's one of the things that I'm going to take a step back on and say that could be a big big part of it. Also, Pierre Desire he's uh, questionable for the game. Uh, Hooker is questionable. Justin Houston is questionable as well. I don't like those things. So I'm I'm making my pick. I'm changing. I'm going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, my man. Sonny, because T.Y. is not there, you made me pick. You made me change mine too. I just remember that. I'm going to go Pittsburgh 23, Colts 20. I'm going down with the ship. <laughs> I'm going down with the ship. There is a guy that you can sit and you can talk about T.J. Hilton all day long. I'm going to tell you right now you can. Um, But I will also say that guy's a playmaker, and they don't have the playmaker. It's different different when he's not a playmaker. If he's just a guy that goes out and makes some plays, great. But this guy's a playmaker. And when they don't have him in there, that just takes – it takes about 20% away from their offense. That's why I don't feel good. I'm going to – I'm switching. I'm going back. I'm him. I'm going to go down with your ship. Plus, they're a home at Heinz Field, which is also a hard place to play. True. That's true, and that, I think that place at one o'clock on a, on a November clocks got turned back, so people are well rested. That place is going to be rocking. Um, you're right. I think if they had T. Y. Hilton, I would go with the Colts, but but without him there, um, I mean, I like the tight ends they have. And Pittsburgh has problems with tight ends, but I think without T. Y. Hilton on the outside, they can focus on the middle of the field. And then what you want to do when, when they pass the ball is you want Brissett to go to those wide outs because you like your matchup with the corners. Um, I think Hayden and Nelson have, are probably ready to go this week because they know we're going to take these tight ends away and really focus on them, take the middle of the field away, and, and we're going to get some opportunities out here. We better be ready to match up. Um, and I think Pittsburgh, you're right. Now that I think about that, that really changes the scope. I think Deontay Johnson's been coming along. Now they're going to have and, – and, and really the run game for Pittsburgh is predicated on they have, they, they've got to let their offensive line loose. Let those guys just call runs, get those guys being physical because that's the strength of the offense. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick quiz right now, okay? Name me a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I can't. <laughs> so you're right. I can't, Sonny. That's a great right, question. I, I, I should be able to, but I can't. So, and, and I'll, the guy that's going to be taking this place is Deion Kane. Sign, okay? Ooh. And Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. And then Chester Rogers, okay? Now, they do have um, um, Ashton Dolan um, is a rookie themselves. And at the tight end position, they got Eric Ebron. Now, that guy's a badass, but he's not going to be able to. And Jack Doyle. I really like him. Jack Doyle. Yeah, exactly. Jack Doyle on the other side. Those two are not going to be able to win the game for him. Not in Pittsburgh. Not in Pittsburgh. Now that might that that situation might work in a different place, but that defense for your Pittsburgh Steelers is not going to allow it. I, I think they're in a pretty good shape uh, by going this route and and getting the victory today in Pittsburgh. You know, Sonny, you made me change my pick, my man. You you are absolutely right because when I remember Ty is not playing, and they are. I mean, they're wide receivers. I'm not saying those guys can't make plays. But this year, Pittsburgh with the corners, and they got Cam Sutton coming off the bench, and Mike Hilton, I mean, the Steelers, the DBs have been a big strength for Pittsburgh. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. 
So if, if if Keith Butler can be on his P's and Q's and not get out schemed in key moments, the de- the defense should be able to hold up. And 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 yeah, I'm gonna go going down with the chip. Pittsburgh gets to 523 to 20. And that'll be really interesting because of the game in New England and the Baltimore Col are the uh, New England. I did it there, um, but the, we'll kind of cover that game a little bit later. Since I got, how long can you hang on, Bryce, or do you got to bail? Oh, I actually got to bail, Sonny. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure I called in this week because it's going to be a big game for Pittsburgh. Before you bail, give me an idea what you think about how the Panthers are handling Cam Newton. Oh, Sonny, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not only it's not even about being a Cam fan, which I am. Sonny, they haven't done it right by Cam in the past few years. I just, I just, this is another topic. I just don't, so some of these franchise quarterbacks, I don't understand how these organizations treat them and why their agent allows it. Um, I mean, I just, I, I just don't see in the past other franchise quarterbacks getting treated like others get um, with these injuries. Like, Cam has not been healthy. He's going out there time and time again to the point where he's, his body is, 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 is beat up. I think they need to put him on IR, um, and he needs to take a year to heal. I mean, it's just that simple. He's, he's, his foot is beat up, um, and, and he has played it on the line for the organization. This is your franchise guy. I know he runs the football. Sonny, I'm telling you, if I'm running an organization, my franchise quarterback would never get beat up like that. Coach would be out the door before I let my guy get beat up to this point. Because you either figure it out or you got to leave. Pittsburgh, look. Coaches have been fired for a lot less. The Pitt- Bruce Arians is out in Pittsburgh because while he was a great yeah. offensive, I'll, I'll say a good offensive mind, he was gritty and a good offensive mind. He did not want to commit to protecting his quarterback with a with a more balanced, concise passing game, and he got fired for it. And it was good. He say what you want about Todd Haley. Ben's maturity and growth in terms of protecting himself, getting sacked less, developing an offense that gets the ball out of his hands. That really helped him. Bruce Arians is not willing to do that. He was out. And, 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 and Ron Rivera should have made that a priority. I like him as a coach to protect that quarterback. I don't care about him running. That's not what's getting. He's taking too many hits, and their offense is not designed to help him protect himself. And I hate to do this because I know you got to bail, but that, I don't know if that's sure. Rivera's fault more so than the team being able to get what they need to protect the guy, which they haven't done, and it's been an obvious hole for the last four years. You know, they, well, well, Sonny, that's a good point because um, this is this is interesting because. I think they got enamored with Cam when he first got on, and then they were like, oh, we're going to be wide open with this offense. And they and, and Carolina got away from the run game, which they were known for. Now they got they went back to it in 2015, what have you. So I thought they could protect him then, but I just feel the style of offense they ran didn't, didn't put enough emphasis on Cam getting the ball out of his hands more, more progressive to let the wideouts catch the ball and run. Um, I think you can still push it deep and have that type of offense. It just didn't. There just wasn't enough of an emphasis on protecting him. He's running too too many quarterback whams, too many quarterback powers, and then he got hurt and they wouldn't sit him down. You got you got to protect your guy sometimes from himself. And ultimately, that falls on the head coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it play calling, definitely. But also, you got to give it a, a little bit to the front office not protecting the guy and getting the personnel they need. Uh, so, good. Thanks for checking in. I appreciate it, Bryce. Um, you, uh, you're always more than welcome to give us a call, my friend. Oh, I always appreciate it, Sonny. Love this show. You got the best sports. You got the best sports show on Blog Talk Radio, man. <laughs> Hands down. I, 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 and I thank you for that. And so, Bryce always joining us. So now that being said, right, take which is the name of this show. Take care, my friend. That being the name of the show. Listen, those that really have a mad love affair up in Baltimore. I've got ripped. I'm telling you, I got ripped this past week, and I wanted to talk about it, and we'll get to the NFL when Cuervo gets back. But I got ripped all week, okay, about one guy in particular, and that being a quarterback out of Baltimore, that being Lamar Jackson. Listen, all you got to do, let's just say I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this what we're looking at right now. Let's just say Lamar Jackson doesn't get hurt. It doesn't mean that he didn't get hurt. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you, how many years have I watched Cam Newton play this game and he didn't get hurt, but he was, you know, but he was hurt? There is no question that quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, take more of a beating. We can sit here and talk about it all day long, and I did I – did, Todd Menz's page, and I, I love the guy that was talking, but he was absolutely, totally wrong. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Todd's uh, page, but they, they were wrong. Quarterbacks like Cam Newton, quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, quarterbacks that are mobile actually take more. Not only that, when you are built like a guy like Cam Newton, he was going to take more hits anyway. Now, it's a little bit different. Jackson is not Cam Newton built, but I'm going to tell you right now, they got it in the mind that that's a Cam Newton kind of guy, and they're going to lay this guy out. So let's just say that he makes it without being quote unquote hurt, or no, let me let me put it this way, injured. This guy is hurt. This is so you watch your future there in Baltimore, guys. I'm going to tell you right now the future in Baltimore, your quarterback position, okay, it's no more than three years because Jackson is not even Cam Newton. In other words, he can't take the beating that a Cam Newton can take. So. When you think about these kind of quarterbacks, and it's not because I dislike the running quarterback. I'm just telling you I know who the better quarterbacks are, and they are pocket passers. Now, granted, we can talk about, you know, guys that, you know, that could run. And one of them that we brought up is Steve Young. Listen, Steve Young could run the football, but do you think he did that for most of his career? Uh-uh. It did not happen that way. And I want to tell you right now, when you talk about guys that can run the football the way that Jackson can run the football, the first thing that you've got to ask yourself when you're doing the whole thing is, do you honestly think that this guy can make it for a long period of time in the NFL playing this way? I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so either, Al. So – 
and every running quarterback, okay, has not been successful enough to win the Super Bowl. Now, yeah, I said it. Okay, listen, we can talk about quote-unquote who's better, okay? You can have great records, wonderful, but what are the results of those that record? Did it get you in the playoffs? Did you make it a long way? Did you make it to the AFC or NFC championship game? Did you make the Super Bowl? Did you win the Super Bowl? I'm going to tell you, and I haven't done the research. I'm going to go off the top of this bald head right here. I'm going to tell you right now, the pocket passer. Yes. You have some guys that can run, but they're a majority of a pocket passer in the NFL, and they're the ones that are successful. But guys are not going to be able to sustain those hits outside the pocket because as soon as, they're, as soon as they start running, the rules of being a quarterback are gone. And one guy in particular took a major beating because of that is Cam Newton. Cam Newton should have had many fights that were definitely deserving. But as soon as that guy runs, he becomes the – for a animal who hasn't eaten in a week. Because those defensive players love to see those guys running the football, and they want to pop them. And the reason why they want to pop them is it has absolutely nothing to do with who they are. It has a difference to it with – Will they be able to jar the ball loose? He is a good player. There is no question that Lamar Jackson is a good player. It doesn't mean that he's going to last 10 to 15 years in the league. And if they want to put him out there for that punishment, wonderful. If you are going for the small, short window, wonderful. You better win the Super Bowl in the next three years if you're the Baltimore Colts or Baltimore Ravens. Because after three years, this guy, not only is he not going to be, quote, unquote, injured, but he's going to be hurt. He's going to be Cam Newton. Cam Newton has not been the same for the last three years. And that was because of the beating that this guy has taken in his younger years. Now, whose fault is that? Is that Riviera's fault? I don't know. Uh, is it the front offices? Definitely. If you're going to protect your guy, but here's the thing, they didn't. Now Cam Newton is this quarterback that has to run for his life more so then I'm going to tell you right now, quarterbacks who are great are not running quarterbacks. Now, you want to sit here and tell Sonny Clark that these new quarterbacks are going to be better than John Tom Brady. Okay, I want you drug tested as one uh, Bryce would tell me, my, my last guest that, that called in. I'm going to tell you right now. These guys don't last in the NFL, and if they do, they are Cam Newton. And I'm sorry, guys. I went to the Super Bowl once, didn't win it. Okay, and they were lucky to get there. They had to rip off eight games in a row to do it. That doesn't happen very often. Congratulations. You ripped off. But I'm going to tell you straight out. Cam Newton is your classic example of why quarterbacks that run the football don't last long. Those, defen those defensive guys are trained to rip your head off as soon as you get outside of the pocket and become a runner. Why do you think, why, why do you think the average running back only lasts for three or four years in the NFL? Why? 
because they take a beating. Now, granted, you can have, a, you know, the situation in Carolina right now, pretty good with, with, with McCaffrey running the football. So they got that back. Earlier in the years, when you saw Cam Newton run the football, they had a couple of guys, a couple of two-headed monsters in the backfield trying to help them out, which is wonderful. Let them take the hits. By the way, where are those guys today? They're taking the hits. So you can sit here and tell me who who's the better quarterback. What I'm going to tell you is, is how many of them are going to be in the Super Bowl. And that's not going to be very many. And then how many are going to actually win the Super Bowl? It's not going to be very many. So it is what it is. Say whatever you want. By the way, Cam Newton, right now, if you believe Ian Rappaport, which, hey, the guy's respectful, he's nowhere close to being ready to go. Should not even be close to be ready to go. According to doctors that he went and seen, I guess he went up and seen Dr. Anderson in Green Bay. Listen, when Dr. Anderson says you're not ready, you're not ready, Jack. There are some guys that you listen to and you go, yeah, that guy knows what he's talking about. One's Chris Mortensen from the NFL, and the other is Dr. Anderson. When Dr. Anderson says that you're not close, you better not push it. But this is what the Green Bay Packers do. They push and push and push and push. And when you push too much, you're going to lose your guy. That's what's that's what's going to happen. Cam Newton, for the last two years, has not been Cam Newton. Now, if you're Baltimore, you better win. You better win a Super Bowl within the next two years. Because those defensive coordinators are going to figure this guy out. I'm sorry. You give me a defensive coordinator and a running quarterback, I'll take the defensive coordinator, coordinator nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten. They will figure this guy out. Lamar Jackson will be good this year, without question. But you're going to have a whole off season with a full playbook of what Lamar Jackson does. I don't expect him to be very good next year. So, you say whatever you want. It is what it is. Now, I've also been told, well, Sonny, you know, those those pocket quarterbacks, you know, they get hurt too. Yeah. They do. But they don't take pops. Okay. They have usually guys in front of them, guys falling around them and everything, and they'll get injured, but they don't take those smash hits that uh, Cam Newton will take down the sideline when a a defensive back is going, yeah, I'm going to eat this guy for lunch. And you can't tell me that that has not taken it out on them. So it is what it is. Yeah, there you go. Todd brought up uh, uh, Brad Hundley. Where's Brad Hundley right now? Where's Brad Hudley right now? 
So it is what it is. We're at the top of the hour, guys, and I got I do have uh, commercials that I do have to play, but I'm going to tell you, uh, we're, there's more news that we're going to cover, and I think Bryce for coming in. Uh, update up on the game. Let's go right here. Click that button. It's 9-3 to three still. They're at halftime, so uh, we'll uh, cover a bit more of that. We're going to get up on the other games. We've got two more hours here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll cover them all taking you right up to the kickoff of the noon games since they already have the one going on over in um, over in London. So we'll do that. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll this be right back. This is Clark Radio Voice of your outlet. Wrong Eagles button, you know. this one right Go there. Go custom. Get happy. Tell us what you love. We're your local neighborhood window covering experts who truly understand your needs. Our highly customized process is specifically designed to get to know you so we deliver the perfect solution for your home. The purpose of this event is to drive a strong brand awareness and equity of our budget blinds brand. We want to focus on our highly customized process up front and how every step from start to finish is personalized to the homeowner's unique taste and budget. So check out Budget Blinds of Rowlett, serving Rowlett, Wiley, Saxe, and Darling. Give them a call at 972-722-9300. That's 972-722-9300. Budget Blinds of Rowlett, where we listen to our customers' needs. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Landon Huey and 19 Ministries. One of the things we want to do is we have this idea, the name that's kind of sticking right now is Rowlett Revival. And we know that there are a lot of hurting um, and broken people across the city. Um, out of a population of 60,000, there's close to 40,000 that aren't saved. And we want to do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday where we'll bring in a guest speaker and he's just going to share the love of Christ and we want to connect people in the city up with churches and where they can find a healthy church family and find people that believe in them and find a God that loves them. Jesus came for a broken world and he, he loves and cares for everybody in the city and so we're excited about that. We're working through details right now but our vision is to see God's going to reach a lot of people. So make sure you contact Landon Huey at 19 Ministries at 972-835-8665 or Check them out on the web at 19ministries.org or uniteroulette.org.
This is Sammy Clark, radio voice of your rally. Eagles asking, are you looking for a new home? Want to know what your house can sell for in today's market? Then you need to contact realtor Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Rockwall. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or investing, he can help you get where you need to be. Visit RayHubbardRealEstateGroup.com or make an appointment today by calling 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group, Keller Williams, Rockwall. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale system. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best, including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about RowlettFood.com. Do you want to have dinner delivered but you don't want to use Uber Eats? Contact someone locally that can do the same thing at a better price and faster. All you have to do is pick a restaurant on the list at the website, tell us what you'd like to order, then check out, and you'll have your food within 25 to 45 minutes, depending on distance. Check out RowlettFoods.com for your next meal at Raising Cane's, Golden Pie, Ponchos and Lefty, and more. Give us a call at 972-408-8002 or check us out on the web at RowlettFood.com. Radio. We're trying to get Cuervo in here. He is fashionably late as usual, but that's okay. It is Cuervo. 
I will get him in. He won't be on video today, so that's why you got my big head more so than a little bit further out. That being said, uh, some of the things that we've been talking about here, and I want to get back to some of the news, and then we'll get back into the games. So I just want to let everybody know I haven't forgot about the games, but there's some news that I do want to talk about. Page, where's my page? Hit this button. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go here. There it is. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo, I want to talk a little bit about him. And I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They happened on Thursday night. The uh, 49ers got the victory. I want to find out what, you know, I want to find out in my mind. I've been trying to convince myself I still think the 49ers are a good football team. So, you know, the game that happened Thursday night, it really called that into question. Because you have a coach on the other side that is not a good coach. I'm sorry he's not. This guy is not a – he's a quarterback coach at best. And as insult to injury, he can only, in reality, teach one kind of quarterback, that being what you get in Arizona. That that guy doesn't know how to coach another another one. But not only that, some bad coaching that happened in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo turned that ball over, you know, so many times. But he throw he threw four touchdowns and beat the Arizona Cardinals to say and defeated. Now I had the 49ers in this game without question. But I want to tell you right now that against any other football team is a loss. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as much as I like Jimmy G, and there's a couple more stories, I want, one in particular I want to get. Jimmy G is a good quarterback. So you have to look at this game, and I'm hoping for Jimmy G's sake that they just overlook the Arizona Cardinals. Now, they're never publicly going to go out there and say, yeah, we overlooked those guys. We didn't pay attention to them. And so that's, that's the only thing I can hope. And they didn't bring an A game. Now, going undefeated and being 8-0, I'm going to tell you right now, all you got to do is look at the Panthers, what they did a couple of years. They've done, they did it two years in a row. Okay, that's a good, that was a good football team. But Jimmy Garoppolo was not good Thursday night, except for one point. Okay, and it had nothing to do with football. If you saw the post-game interview with Jimmy G., I forget that Aaron Andrews, that's who it was. Aaron Andrews was interviewing him, and and she, <laughs> and I wish I had the sound bite because he just said it so much better. But uh, she asked me, how do you feel right now? And he said, feeling pretty good, baby. <laughs> and I don't think that baby was the, the common one that you talk with your friends. I, I got it, baby. No, I think he was going, hey, pretty good, baby. Now, I want to tell you, and I have no problem admitting it because I'm as ugly as I am, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo is a good-looking dude. I mean, so that that guy could get I, – I, I, but, I, you know, I, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I'm hoping I'm thinking it's the right guy, this guy was dating some porn star or whatever the case may be. And, and Frank, I, I don't know. I think to myself, if you're dating a porn star, is that really a good thing? Or is it a bad thing if you, you know, I don't know if you choose a porn star to live the rest of your life with if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. So, but, you know, does that bring you down? 
I mean, as good looking as you are, that puts you way up here, you know. But he dated a porn star. Doesn't that just kind of, I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah. How you, fe- how you feeling, Jimmy, about being a oh, Feel pretty good, baby. Uh, the injury to Deshaun Watson in the eye. Um, it, it, a very vital injury for that football team. Um, and I, I'm not one to say, hey, man, send him out, send him out, send him out. I'm not one to do that. In fact, I want that guy in there. And I'm glad that they're not handling him like a wuss and he's back out on the football field. So I'm I'm happy about that. So that is huge. Um, but in this game, going over to London, I probably wouldn't have risked it unless you lose J.J. Watts. And that's exactly what happened, guys. I bet they're missing Javon Clowney right now. And, and Cuervo talked about it. Cuervo and I talked about it on this show. What guy should have went? And it should have been J.J. Listen, J.J. Watts is an outstanding human being. He's an outstanding uh, uh, community dude. I mean, this guy is what you want. He is your classic. If you want to mold your quarterback, who would you want it to be molded by? And I'm going to tell you right now, J.J. Watts is a badass. He is great and everything. But as far as football business was concerned, we were hollering that they got rid of the wrong guy because it's not if he's going to get hurt, it's when. And now the Houston Texans, who are 5-3, and three, probably going to go, you know, I don't know, depending on what happens in this Jacksonville Jaguar game, you know, if they if they slide to 5-4, and four, that, that's going to suck. But, if, I mean, if they win, they'll go 6-3. and three. Obviously, they'll, you know, they're challenging, you know, the AFC tops, that being the Indianapolis Colts. And if Indianapolis goes down, like I think they are, uh, and that that being said, don't go against your first pick. I'm going against my first pick because I did not know the injury report. If I knew the injury report before I came up on the air, I would have never told anybody I was going to go with Indianapolis. Yes, I'm criticizing. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, like I am criticizing. So, um, but. J.J. Watt's great guy, but as far as business is concerned, as far as NFL, as far as football is concerned, he had to let this guy go. And I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe I'm just a fan of the eye. Clowney or what? How many, and I'll say this again, how many you know, and how many times has Clowney been down? Clowney's been down for one sport, I think two games, maybe three. Watts has been down for years, Jack. I mean, he missed years. And I get it. I love and and I love the loyalty to the guy. I get it. But about Clowney? Come on now. I think that was a mistake. This is a football team that made that mistake and they grabbed up and, and kept the wrong guy off. I really do. So watch out for that. Bad snap on the field goal by Jacksonville. Um, so, uh, they come up empty. It's still 9-3. Thanks for the update, uh, Todd. Um, so, but back back to the fact that you have a football team that had an opportunity to probably – and listen, 
there were teams that were going to give J.J. Watts a shot. And the question is, what would they have given up? They let Clowney go. And I'm going to tell you right now, they'll never say it. They are, they are wishing they never did that. Especially now with Deshaun Watson, even though he was in practice, he's got the visor, all this other stuff in there, so you got to look at it. By the way, did you see Isabella? That dude, an 88-yard touchdown to the house that, that in that game, uh, Arizona Cardinals and the 49ers. That dude turned on the Jets, Jack. I I thought my boy over um, good Marquise Goodwin. Which, by the way, since they had that trade, I haven't seen Marquise Goodwin hit the field. So I hope he I hope he gets out on the football field. Or if he is hurt, then uh, he won't be there. All right. Now there's some other news that went out there, and, and I'm go- parts of me don't like this story. Parts of me says, you know, you know, good for him. But I'm going to go. I And when I read about this, and this happened uh, on uh, Thursday, I saw this report come out. And, and I want to tell you right now, the Redskins, Trent Williams, revealed the cancer diagnosis that played a big part in the, you know, supposedly a big part in the fact that um, there was a holdout. And his, um, how do you say it, his belief that the medical staff would not have been able to do what they needed to do or or diagnose or do whatever it was. So you say that whole situation, there's, he's had a growth for the last six years, evidently, and it's grew substantially over time. And so – Parts of me are going, yeah, where was the medical staff for the the um, the Redskins? Parts of me was saying this. And then parts – and by the way, someone's got some mad love for Trent Richardson. He's the one that popped, and I mean popped. He, he popped the big mouth on the League of Bungholes. Richard Sherman popped him right now. I love it. And, and, and so I got some mad respect for the guy on what he was he, he did to Richard Sherman. I loved it. But listen, you're Trent Richardson, okay? You're not dumb. Trent Richard, yeah, Trent Richardson is not dumb. Why, why didn't he get his second opinion on this? So parts of me say – Parts of me say, no, I don't get it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't believe it. Yeah, I said it. I don't believe it. Because you can't tell me for one second if that money was going to come across that he wanted to play football, he would have been there. You can't tell me that. You can't convince me of that. This story just brings itself to light. Why didn't you say something about this years ago, supposedly? He's got a tumor uh, in his skull that needs to get checked every six months to make sure he's okay. Okay, now, this is the first we're hearing about this. I, I don't, I, I'm not buying it. 
I'm not buying it for one second. Now, call me a pessimist. Call me whatever you want. But I'm going to tell you right now, I know guys' money. Good football player. Love him. Love him. But I don't believe him. I don't believe him for two seconds. And I know that's probably not the cool thing to do or say or think. But I just got a sneaking suspicion somewhere inside this big old gun of mine that if the money was there, he would have been there. So I ain't falling. All right. Josh Gordon released from my yard, gets on the waivers, picked up by Seattle. This is what I know. Not what I think I know. And thanks to my brother, I know way more about this subject than I really want to. But Seattle, for Josh Gordon, probably not a good place to go for a pothead. Yeah, I said it. I called him a pothead. He's a pothead, and he can't get off of it. He's a pothead. He's got a problem. I don't mean to be rude, but that's what it is. You don't take Josh Gordon up to Seattle. And again, I know way too much about the subject because of my brother, and I know why my brother does it, but I also know why Josh Gordon does it, and you can't for one second, okay? He is trying to figure out how he can get around it and be able to choke the line. I'm going to tell you, I know what's going to happen. Maybe it's me. Back to being the pessimist that Sonny Clark is. As soon as he goes in for a drug test, next day, He's get down and he'll do whatever he can get it out before his next test. I don't know. Maybe it maybe 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 it's me. I don't know. By the way, some other news. Not necessarily NFL, but news. Okay. The Arena Football League, no more. Now, it was in no Sunday Clark. Yeah, I work I work in indoor football. I'm the director of operations champions indoor football. I and been a big fan uh of uh, the Arena Football League going back into the days when Arizona opened up their team over there uh, you know for the Rattlers now in the IFL. That's still going on. I Steel City, I you know, you're lucky Trent Richardson's not playing today or I would have picked the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I said it. Uh, but back to the FL, uh, really, this is an interesting situation as far as – now, what does it have to do with the NFL? Not much. And, and, and I'll say it. Illusions of grandeur that play in the, in the indoor game, okay, the illusions of grandeur of making the NFL after many years of playing indoor. Let, let me just, I'll, I'll say that part. I, I don't, because I always want to encourage guys to make it to the NFL. Guys that play in the indoor game don't in football league. That's awesome. Because I watch Canadian football, so I, I know a lot of these guys that are running around on the football field. And, and that's good. I'm glad they're able to, but there's not too many players that have been able to pick it up and get into the NFL. Just not. 
There are only so many Kurt Warners out there. Oh, and the running back for the Buffalo Bills. His name is just slipping. He played for the Sioux City Bandits. Um, but anyway, not too many of them end up in the NFL. Now, can they extend a career, play the game they love, uh, maybe get a chance to maybe play on a higher level on the indoor game? Uh, yeah, that's what it is, but there's no AFL now. So now – with the two leagues that are going on, Mind Champions Indoor Football, the Indoor Football League, then Canada. So, uh, so that is huge. I, and I, I love seeing the story. One of the bad things, and, and shame on you, Hall of Fame. Shame on you, Hall of Fame. And I'm going to say it again. When, when you inducted Kurt Warner, you did not put up the logo of the Iowa Barnstormers when he was standing behind it. So I actually edited it in for you. I did your work for you. Because it's not the NFL Hall of Fame. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I don't care what anybody says. We can argue it back and forth. The NFL was professional football. And quite possibly much better enjoyment of the game, if you're going to go, is at the indoor games. I don't, really, I don't even enjoy going to the NFL games. I just don't. 12-3. Right now, uh, Texans over the Jags. But going to NFL games. I lived out in Arizona. Um, you know, you're not even anywhere close to the football field. You're thirty, at least 30 yards away from the football field. Wherever you sit, front row, whatever the case may be, you can have what it's called quote-unquote great seats. And if you sit too close, you you miss things. Not an indoor football, baby, where you could be right on the wall. So that that's bad news. Uh, see the AFL go down the way it has. Will it be resurrected? We'll, uh, that's a big story. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I hope it is resurrected just for the players' sake. You know, I I, I love indoor football. I love, you know, I love the NFL, but I love watching the NFL on high definition at home. You cannot get me to walk out. I live in the suburb of Dallas. I've never been to a Dallas Cowboy game. First of all, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Second, no. Never mind that. You got to pay $50 for parking. Listen. You can spend 50 bucks for a whole night of entertainment on indoor football. And and paying 50 bucks don't even get you into the game at the NFL. No, no. Give me indoor football all day long, twice on Sunday. Matter of fact, put about four or five games right in a row on a Sunday. I'll watch every single. Love me some indoor football. But the AFL going down, that, that, you know, that's what got me into indoor football. As much as I hate the Arizona Rams, based upon what I know and how they do business with indoor football, love the Arizona Rams. Taking holder for them for a very, 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 very long time. Very, very long time before I moved over to Texas and before I knew anything about the business of indoor football and their business practices. So that that's that's just where I'm at. So that it, unfortunately, got to say goodnight to the AFL. Now, will they? I want I want to see and bring back in the you know back to indoor football and, and the Arena Football League. 
That That's what it is. So watch out for that. Now, back to the NFL. Of course, that's what our show is, okay? That being said, thanks for joining us on Sunday morning. We always appreciate that. We're on each and every week. Uh, this week, make sure you check out uh, for my locals here. Uh, 2 o'clock, we have the pregame show of the Rowlett Eagles taking on the um, uh, Saxony Mustangs. And just to let everybody know that game and uh, is very important for the Rowlett Eagles because if they do get the victory on that, they will host a home playoff game over Homer B. Johnson Stadium, and they'll be taking on a different team, not the Allen uh, Eagles, uh, but a different team from that district. If they do lose, they'll be over uh, heading on over to the uh, Allen Eagles facility over in Allen, Texas. So good to see you, Meadow Lemon. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potatoes Program. Now back, uh, just really quick, to some other news that have been coming out. And by the way, there's an old saying in football, and especially in the NFL. I'll just say NFL. If you can't stand the heat, don't 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 get on the oven. It, it, I mean, and listen, the NFL has probably, I probably, if I was a player, you know, and if I was any good, which I'm not, um, or never and never was. Uh, but if I ever got to that, you know, I don't know how much political nonsense that I can put up with. Okay? Now, Baker Mayfield, I'm going to tell you Sonny Clark's take on Baker Mayfield before we get to the games. We'll get any Quero should be calling in. We'll get back to the game. I want to give you my quick take on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield reminds me of a guy that Sonny Clark said you need to take over the guy that probably is considered one of the best to ever play the game. I'm going to go back a couple of years in the draft where Ryan, Leaf, and Peyton Manning were the two picks. And I was like, yeah, get me get me some Ryan, Leaf. Boy. But you want to know, when I watch Baker Mayfield, he reminds me more and more of Ryan Leaf, not Peyton Manning. Just by his attitude. Now, listen, I get it. I wouldn't want to sit there and answer all these stupid questions all day long, all day long. I get it. But that's your job. This is the profession you chose to do, and there are certain things that you have to do within your job, and you may not like them, i.e., you know, know, quote-unquote beast mode. I I hate that guy. But that's part of your job. And I get the fact that you don't want to. And I and here's another thing. I get the fact that you don't want to answer questions. Why can't you be like Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick don't even acknowledge stupid questions. In fact, he probably at halftime makes him look stupid for even asking the question. Now, granted, Baker Mayfield, you know, doesn't have the experience of being behind the podium and listening to stupid questions being wrung to his face every day. But at the same time, Baker Mayfield reminds me of Ryan Leaf. His attitude and everything about it, you know. And, and now, granted, this is off the field. I get it. Um, how will it affect him out on the football field? I don't know. I do like Baker, Baker Mayfield, and I hope he plays well. Because, I, listen, there's certain times, you know, in in sports, 
that you need to have a team to be good, and it's just really good for football. We've seen that in indoor football when certain teams, you know, certain teams are good. It's just good for the sport. To have the Buffalo, uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns be good would really be good for the NFL. I believe that. But I don't know if they're going to get And I am waiting. I hope I live long enough to get the Beckham. I do. Oh, no, Beckham, listen. I don't like him personally, can't stand him. I don't like his attitude, but listen, that's a bad, 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 bad man. Played for a quarterback that couldn't deliver the ball to him in stride to save his freaking life. Praises him to this day. Goes to Cleveland. Now he's in Cleveland, can't get the ball. They're not delivering the ball to him. Listen, listen. Baker, I'll, I'll give you a little, just a quick advice. Out of anybody should not be given any football advice, okay? But listen to me when I say, throw the ball to Odell Beckham and let him make a play. Good God, if you can't, if you can't find Odell Beckham at least ten times in a football game, and you're not throwing that way, that's just ludicrous. And I can't stand it, but the guy's a playmaker. And what happens in most football games, in my experience, whether I'm watching high school, watching indoor football, or watching the NFL, playmakers make your team. And why Baker Mayfield is not going that way, I don't know. I don't even want to try to speculate, but I will tell you this. Not going to Odell Beckham Jr. is the biggest mistake that this guy is making right now. Let the guy make a play. Let the guy be the spark plug that he is. Let the guy become the game and take the weight off of you. And this guy hasn't done it. Ryan Leaf, you know, it's Ryan Leaf is who he is, and Baker Mayfield is walking directly into that. Okay, he leaves the media thing, you know, wonderful. He showed up, answered a few questions. He's not going to get in trouble for it. Uh, answered some questions okay but you know his attitude okay granted this is your job this is what you chose this is part of it deal with it or don't play football and and I don't care if you're beast mode Marshawn Lynch you know yeah I don't like talking to him I get it I, I, I even understand it but that's the job you chose do your job and get out of there now, Baker Mayfield's just led – and by the way, by the way, <laughs> the, the, the the media guy had this guy – he had Baker Mayfield. He had he had the line out in the pond, you know, casted that. Each question just kept that. And soon enough, he would be able to go, oh, pull that baby back. And he had him hooked, and that's exactly what he was trying to do, the, the whole thing. Listen. I, uh, should he be done that? No. But Baker Mayfield's got to be smart enough to figure that out. And I'll, I'll put that all over Baker Mayfield. Watch it. Some certain players out. Reminds me of Ryan Leaf. Be really interesting. By the way, who's the MVP? Who's the MVP? Who's the MVP going so far? I know who I think it is. 
which he won't get the vote. I think it's McCaffrey out of the Carolina Panthers. I really do. I, I listen. Normally, I'm all over the quarterback. So, so I mean, I, it, even as few as a couple weeks back, I, you know, I'm looking at Russell Wilson, going, "Yeah, there's your MVP right there." Hey, Aaron, not a bad man. McCaffrey on that special award for quarterbacks, and I hate it. Because there are many defensive players, or even in this case, running back players, they should have won it over a quarterback in the NFL. They should just say, who's the best? It's not the MVP. You know, they, they have, and I never have understood this. If your MVP of your league is not the, and he's a quarterback, how he's not the the uh, quarterback of the year or the top quarterback, and the, it makes no sense to me. I've never understood that. I've heard arguments both sides, and I said, wait, he's the MVP of the league, so he's got to be, you know, the best quarterback in the game. All right, come on, come on. Just makes sense. All right, anyway, all right, I've, I've gone off on a tangent. It's time to get back to the games. What we're going to do, we're going to couple cover a couple of games until we get to the top of the hour. Cuervo, I don't know if he's going to call in. He is on the road. He's a military man, but um, I think he's actually on the road um, – uh, for uh, his uh, one of his um, his grandparents passed away. One of his grandparents passed away. So uh, we might not get where Hopefully, we'll get his picks. Uh, and he, I'm sure he'll get those in. So let's get back to the game because there's a lot of. By the way, it is 12 to three. Uh, they're just finishing up the third quarter. And uh, all set. By the way, Jim and G got your fantasy points, and he also gave Aaron. Andrew, some fans. <laughs> hey, how you, how you feel, Jimmy? I'm feeling good, pretty good, baby. Loved it. It just cracked me up. Anyway, um, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. It's a Sunday morning where we cover all the games, and we're going to do that. Let's get back into the games. There's lots to cover. Um, I've been uh, wanting to get quite, uh, and we have not been able to do so. So let's do over here, move this over here. And then we can get into that. I'm fine. I'm getting my notes. I, I, yes, Sonny does actually look at his notes. And all uh, right, and move this here. All right, there we go. All right, so let's get to the next game that's here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we get set. The New York Jets are 1-6. not on the season. Miami Dolphins, they are 0-7. Good God. You want to about a toilet bowl? Gotta hate this game. <laughs> this is hard. Ryan Tannehill, though. Okay, uh, not in Miami no more. Um, that whole thing is, is is a big story as he's you know having somewhat success over in Tennessee. Um, but I will tell you, this one right here. Dolphins, I'm going to tell you, and by the way, the Dolphins are a team that were just in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2016. Wait a second. Todd, if you're talking about an upset alert on the Jets and Dolphins, there's no such thing. (laughs) Just so that you know, um, both of these teams are bad. You know, you know, the more I look at it, you know, 
the better personnel is on the Jets. Dolphins giving away half their 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 talent, and I don't have a lot. It's a horrible game. How the Jets are third in at one and six? Well, it's because of the the Miami Dolphins. Now, normally this is a pretty good football game. By the way, go back a couple of years and watch these games. They've been huge. Um, but yeah, go back to 2016. Miami Dolphins right there in the playoffs. So you know what has happened to that whole that whole franchise. The franchise is bad. There's no question. I don't know where. Well, I do know. It's coming, obviously, from ownership and everything else there. But you take a look. Sam Darnold, he hasn't been in about, okay? You know, since coming back from, from mono, yeah, mono, I said it. He had mono, and he was out for a whole month. Listen, I had mono. I was out for a week. I mean, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call in his testicular fortitude. Uh, he was gone, he was gone for three or four weeks, if I'm not mistaken. How sad is that? All right, your, your starting quarterback is out for a month because of Mono. I know. I know. I know. But Sam Darnold, you know, I, he, he says he's seeing ghosts. I mean, he, he – Guys, he didn't mean that literally, okay? Just so that you know, New England's defense is good, okay? Come on. You didn't mean it literally. But listen, Sam Darnold isn't great. And everybody knows Sam Darnold is not great, okay? Um, I will say this. Um, you look at Jamal Adams. I, the fact that Dallas Cowboys didn't want to give up what they gave up for him, I don't know if that's good, bad, or different. But I will tell you that this is sad. And and actually, Todd, I was going to get right to that. Um, you think about you think about who's at the quarterback positions uh, in tonight's in these games. But I'll, I'm going to tell you one thing that I really think about. Okay, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I refuse to use his nickname because it's stupid. Because he didn't do anything to really, really deserve it. Really, really deserve it. Has three games and they call him Ryan Fitzmagic. Worst, worst nickname ever. Uh, That being said, um, Jamal Anderson, uh, Jamal Adams from the from the Jets might just win this game all by himself. Yeah, he's that good. Now, Dallas Cowboys were not going to give what the offer was. Listen, the Jets threw this out there. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they won the two first rounds, or if it was a first round and a second round for either one. Either way, those are big stakes for a guy. There is no question. And listen, they either keep him and they build around Sam Darnold and him, or they get the, the draft picks. Didn't do any, didn't do any good or hurt the Jets in reality. Jets aren't going anywhere. And if they were able to be able to get those draft picks that they were trying to get for Jamal Adams, that is huge. So that was that was part of the news. The Dallas Cowboys were definitely in the running to try to get this guy. So that that's where that was. Now, New York's coming off of a 33-nothing, I mean, shellacking from the Patriots. So then they went out and lost to the Jaguars 29 to 15. I mean, listen, this is not a good football team. 
the the Miami Dolphins longest run has been 19 yards. I mean, listen, I was digging to try to find something to talk about about this game. Okay, they're only averaging 11 points a game. How could you pick them? And if they do, that's fine. They got to win sometimes, I guess. But I'm I'm going to go Jets in this game. I mean, and that's the main reason. No one's running the football. Supposedly one of the best quarter running backs in the in the game. Oh no, flip. That's the Jets. No, they don't have any running backs in Miami. Uh, so and they and their longest one's been nine. We'll see you Saturday. Solar Championship Wrestling, the Gotti Effect. Going to be on commentary on that one. So good to see you, my friend. Uh, that that also being said, now. Um, and this game, there's really not much to watch on this one, uh, except for the fact that I think it could be a pretty entertaining game. But this will all be about, I think, I think we'll see Sam Darnold. And by the way, let me just call it, okay, Sam Darnold, if he has a huge game, just remember who they're playing. Unlike most people when they say, oh, what a great game. And they go back and they realize it was the Jets or it was the Bengals. Or in this case, it was the Miami Dolphins. Okay. They're bad football teams for a reason, okay? And you can see what the case may be. When they have good games, look at who they're playing. Before you go off and go, wow, that was fantastic. But this one here, there's not a lot to talk about this one. Um, Let's see here. Um, I think everybody would be on the Jets right now. uh, Tarvin is on the channel. I got my brother's picks here too. I got to be able to get that um, uh, out there as well. Um, and, and my brother is also uh, on the Dolphins. Wow, my brother is on the Dolphins. Listen, it, it's not a bad pick. It, it's just the Dolphins, and I don't know. It's six one half a dozen of the other when you talk about a game like this. Now. There is a game that is really good, and I'm looking forward to this one because there's a lot to be said about this one. So I actually did a little work on it. So that being said, let's do that. Let's head into the next game here on the Cowboys Sports Show. The Tennessee Titans are going on the road. They are four and four. They are last in the AFC South at four and four. Listen. Two games on their side, they could be right in the contention for the AFC South. Listen, as much as I like the Jaguars, they're, they're just not a good football team. Um, the Colts, I don't trust them. And Houston, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Two games, either way, for any of those teams, can make for a pretty good season within the um, the district, uh, district, within the division that they play. So you got Carolina uh, at home. They're not going to have Cam Newton in there. So you got the you got the guy that did not play well last week. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Then the Panthers are 4-3 and three, uh, going up against – and by the way, uh, the Titans came up shellacking last week, 51-13 over the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Panthers said that they would um, be the measuring stick, you know, and then they get what happened to them. So, and again, I go back 
I mean, I know they're eight no, but man, as much as I want them to continue because of my man Marquise Goodwin, um, I know in reality, and I, when I say this, I realize how dumb it is. I don't know if I trust the 49ers to be a good football team for the rest of the season. But when you beat Carolina with no quarterback, yeah, I said it. Rookie Kyle, Kyle Allen has been doing an okay job. They're going to lose football games during the time that Cam Newton's not here. And if you expected the Panthers to really beat the 49ers, that was, you know, that you're living in a dreamland. You're a homer and you love that guy, a certain guy, or whatever the case. But when you look at it, there's no way that you really thought that the Panthers could win this game. I believe that. And I know I have some Panther fans that listen to this show, and that being one Brian Tarvin, that will blindly go ahead and pick the Carolina Panthers. And they did. And, but the, the, this game was just so out of hand, it's unbelievable. But I want to I read a quote from the, the, the head coach of the football team. And I'm talking about Ron Rivera. Oh, Mr. Gambler, he is, or what do they call him? Riverboat Ron is what they call him, right? And there's a lot of things to talk about as far as certain players. By the way, just to let you know, Panthers tied in Greg Olson, uh, addressed the team after the 49ers game and talked about putting up, you know, talking about putting the words into action. And I like the way that he said it. And this is what Brian Rivera said about that statement. He says, there's a lot of things we talked about from the games within the meetings and a lot of examples that were shown on tape, and there's there are some things we need to correct, and we've moved on. From this point, the focus is on Tennessee. Well, let's just give more of a political correct answer than that, Riverboat, Ron. Thank you very much. I mean, you said absolutely nothing. That's why I don't like watching interviews because they're never going to give you the real truth. So I don't watch interviews with these. I'm just reading. This is one that came out, that came out on the top. You know, Carolina now faces a team that has won two straight to get back to 500 with Ryan Tannehill. Now, this is a football game they should win. But, you know, say whatever you want about Ryan Tannehill, okay? He did take him to the playoffs in 2016. That being the Dolphins. Okay, so he's got skills, okay? Marcus Mariota, they're done with it. That's the reason why they did not send him to a long-term contract opportunity. They said, no, let's just finish out that fifth year, and it'll be adios. He's gone. He's done. He will not. And if he plays quarterback again, it was because Ryan Tannehill, that's the only option. Ryan Tannehill's got to get hurt. He has to be the only option before we see Marcus Mariota in the game. Now, I'll just say this is the same thing. That would be one of the best things that could happen to his career because we have a lot of football, you know, general manager, absolutely nothing, then go out and pay an astronomical amount for a quarterback that had four good games at the end of the season. And, oh, wow, you know, he turned that franchise around. And he did because he didn't play against good football teams or teams that weren't going to the playoffs or teams that were just done. So that, you know, I, throughout the history of the NFL. And then what happens after they get that? They fall on their face because they 
good in the first place. They weren't playing good football teams. And that's what's going to happen here with Mariota. I'll, I'll just put it out there. Mariota, what will happen? Ryan Tannehill will play really well, okay? Then he's going to get hurt. Then then Marcus Mariota will come in. Listen, it's, the Tennessee Titans are done with him. They won't bring him back. But he'll have some good games at the end of the season with games that mean absolutely nothing either for them or for the teams they play, and someone's going to pay, overpay for Marcus Mariota. Mark it down. That's what's going to happen with Marcus Mariota. That's who he is. But the Tennessee Titans right now, as long as they can keep Ryan Tannehill healthy, they're in a game, which you could not say with Marcus Mariota at the quarterback position for the Tennessee Titans. You could not say they are in a game. I don't know what game other people watch or and and, and listen. I I fell for Marcus Mariota to be a good quarterback. I fell for it, and it was a big big mistake for me, especially when I'm picking. But the difference in this game, man, is Christian McCaffrey, guys. This guy is a bad bad man. I, I'm going to tell you right now, you know. Right now, here's, listen to this. And remember, the, uh, let me go back up here. Let me before I state that they played seven games. Okay, seven games. Okay, one stat I hate in the NFL about running backs is all oh, they have a thousand yard season. I hate that stat. It means nothing. Do the math. Do the math. Thousand yards. Divided by 17. Okay, oh, yeah, they're really ripping the meat and the bone with 60 yards again. Listen, Christian McCaffrey has 1,078 yards from scrimmage right now. I'm going to tell if you look at this and how this whole thing looks, the nine most, the ninth most NFL history through the first seven games right here with Christian McCaffrey. By the way, the nine in front of them, all Hall of Famers. Okay? So let's just get that right there. This guy's a bad, bad. He's averaging 150 yards from scrimmage. He's got 10 freaking touchdowns. That's the second most by any player this year. Since week 14 of last season, you look at all this stuff, and you can say whatever you want about it. This guy's this guy's been on fire. So I I don't know. It, this will be watch out for Christian McCaffrey. I mean he is he is something special. Right now he is my pick for the MVP. They'll never pick a running back. They, but the defensive player has a better shot of making the MVP than than a, than a running back, especially with the numbers that Aaron Rodgers are putting up, or even to that point, Russell Wilson. They'll they'll outshadow this kid. But you want to talk about a guy in reality? That's a bad bad man at the at the position. He's there. Now, think about this though: the Forty ers Okay. They Carolina. Okay. Forty Niners 
ran for 232 yards on the ground with four touchdowns, and that's because the Panthers defenders they have they have no idea what gap control is. None. With that being said, this game here now it's about the battle of the backups. You got Allen, and then you have you have um, Ryan Tannehill. So I will say this, you know, this game is going to be one of the better ones of the game of the week. And let me get here. I got to find this, and because let's see here, it's right there. And let me hit this button. Let me turn this right here. Let me hit this button right here. I'm glad he's able to join. Good morning. I don't know how long he's going to be able to say. How are you doing, Brian? Oh, doing well, man. Just, uh, trying to get used to this time change. So, uh, yeah. What are you going to do about NFL gap football? control? What, what are you going to do about For gap who? control? For Carolina For Panthers. For gap control? Well, I've got an easy answer. Yeah. Put Cam Newton back in. If you believe now, if you believe everything, okay. If you believe what everybody says, he's not. If you, Doctor Andrews, okay, says he's not ready to come back. But listen, they put him back in there. They're committing uh, suicide. I think you sent me the note. You know, there's or someone even. Oh no, it was Bryce who said this. You don't want to talk about a guy throughout his career has been screwed over. It's Cam Newton. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, they haven't protected him. They haven't put him in a good place to win football games and bad play calling on the offensive side of the ball makes us suck. But here's one of the things that you're – what's your take on this game, by the way? As the Carolina Panthers are at home, they're taking on Tennessee. Are they going to be able to get a victory today? Well, I'm telling you this. Tennessee's the most unpredictable team in the world. So I don't know how they're going to play, but – after watching Carolina lose by 50 last week, that, that tells you there's some problems with that team. And I think it's, it's, I think the defense is wearing out a little bit from having to carry this team. Um, they need Cam back. But the good news is you're facing Tannehill as a quarterback. So the Titans are not going to go into Carolina and win this game. It's a must win for Carolina. So I'm thinking that Carolina's got to come in and, and play good, run the football well. But you need Cam Newton back fast if you're going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. You're going to have to get him back in there. All right, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. They're too far behind even for a wild card. They're not going to be – there are too many other teams that are playing well, especially over in the NFC North and over in the NFC West. Okay, so those well, are four and three where right the now. wild card is okay. going to be come out of. Well, well, hold on. Aren't they four and three right now? Or five and three? Yeah, they're four and three, but they're the Carolina Panthers. Come on now. I mean, I know they have the capability of ripping off eight in a row, but that was with Cam Newton. As much as my life is done, okay, he's no Cam Newton. Yeah, I even said that. I gave 
Cam Newton the props. But listen, when you've got Henry coming your way, I'm talking about Derrick Henry of the Titans, after you guys give up 232 yards on the ground, and that's where the gap control is coming on. They're, they're, the, the holes that are being made, uh, Max Truck can run through. Henry's going to have a big day today. He's going to rush for 125, 140 yards and two touchdowns. And, and they oh. need Ryan Tannehill to, to throw the football. No, Derrick Henry, I don't think he's going to get that much. I mean, you got to remember, Luke Keekley, I mean, he's not going to allow that to happen. The defensive line, I mean, the other day was just, they, I think the road trip, kind of feeling good about yourself a little bit, and then getting humbled. But I just don't think Tennessee's offense can move the ball that well against Carolina. And I think vice versa. I don't think Carolina's offense is going to move it well against Tennessee either. Well, I'll tell you, Ryan, this is going to be a third game. Ryan Tannehill will be starting for Tennessee after they bench Mariota. Okay, Tannehill right now is in his eighth season. He's nothing to write home to mama about, but don't forget, he did take the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs just a few years back. Don't forget about that. And that was because he had stellar play, not something to write home to mama about, but just managing the game. And I think if he manages the game there, now, I will say this, the Carolina defense, okay, at least in the I will tell you right now, that that's huge. I will tell you that right now. But, I mean, uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans defense uh, is is really coming to play this week. I mean, they've, here's what it is. They've allowed more than 20 points season only one time, and that was last week against Tampa Bay. Now, that being said, it's Tampa Bay. They're scored the 20 points, okay? When you got Jameis Winston at quarterback position and as bad as he is and the many turnovers that they did, I, they scored more points in reality because they got trash points. They they took Jameis Winston to town. Um, and and I, I will tell you right now, Allen, as great as he is playing, this will be all about whether or not he can bounce back and take what little experience he's had in a positive and try to spin it back to a positive because a game like they just played in San Francisco, that will make or break your career. It'll either make you a guy that can come back from something like that or just stay in the doghouse. Well, well, Cam never lost a game that big, you know, like – Let's let's beat up on Cam a little bit. We, so you talked about coaching offensive line. I'll even blame it on officials too for allowing him to get beaten to death without any flags. But has has Cam Newton been ruled out today? I agree. Has he has he been ruled out today? Yeah, Cam Newton won't be playing today. I, I'll I'll look yeah, that up. Been but ruled out? Hey, it, it, listen, listen. I don't know. I'm going to look at it. But I'm going to tell you this, okay? When Dr. Andrews says this guy's not ready to play football, if they push him back in, that would do a disservice to this guy's career even more. When you have Dr. Andrews on record saying he's not ready to come back, and if they put him back, Cam Newton's going to be a rich, rich man. That's just my opinion. Well, he won't play if he doesn't want to. Cam won't. So, if I'm Cam... I'm getting out of Dodge. I'm wanting. I'm not going to play because I want to be traded or I want to be picked up and paid by somewhere that I can go and actually win. Now, there's some teams out there that would get their left nut for Cam Newton. Absolutely. Maybe the right nut, too. Maybe the right nut. Maybe both. But I'm just saying, I think 
you know, the way he's acted immature, you know, after his, that Super Bowl performance, he's kind of trended downhill. And um, I just think he needs to start over somewhere. I mean, you put him in Dallas, you put him somewhere like that, he's winning you a Super Bowl. Get get rid of Dak Prescott over there in Dallas. He's horrible. Get rid of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, for God's sake. Agree with and Baker, Cam but Newton. that's not, not as bad as you think he is. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible. All right. Cam well, Newton is well, officially well, I was, out for the game, just to let quarter. you know. Okay. Okay. So he's out. So well, what's the plan? I mean, I still, it's like hush, hush. Nobody's telling me anything about Cam Newton. Like, is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? If they're going to trade him, I know the trade deadline has passed, but if you're Cam Newton's son, what do you do? What do you want to do? Do you want to continue to play in Carolina? You're going to a different football team. It depends. Thank you. Where's he at in his contract? Where, where, where's he at in his contract, though? He might not have a lot to say about it. I don't know what his contract situation is, but if I am Cam Newton, I hope that if I can get out of the contract or I'm not, you know, have to sign and I can go anywhere, I go somewhere else. If not, you encourage them to trade your behind um, and try to get out of there any way that you possibly can. And But here's the thing. The problem with that, Tarvin, is is that what team would or could he go to and how much of a say will he have in that? Because here's the thing. Cam Newton wants to go to a football team that will protect the quarterback. Okay, so obviously you don't want to go to a team that has no no business to go to or even run the risk even more of getting hurt at the quarterback position. You want to go to a team that definitely doesn't. By the way, just to let you know, um, that's, that's where I would think. Indianapolis was one team that I was definitely thinking about it. But they they have a love affair right now with Jacoby Brissett, um, which by the way you're by the way you picked Indianapolis. Just to let you know, TJ. Uh, uh, let you know. So I don't know if you want to change your pick or not. Uh, playmaker not in the game for Indian. Who's out? I'm sorry, Sonny, you're cutting out. It's um, either me or you. I don't know. Who's missing the game? T.Y. Hilton, you said. Uh, I'm leaving my picks alone. I don't I don't change picks based off information like that. I'm staying sure. I'm keeping in my picks. Okay, let me call back. <laughs> All right. So we'll try to get we'll try to get Tarvin back in. Uh, hopefully it's hopefully it is him and not we really had a problem with our calls. But that being said, um, <coughs> I guess I could have muted that. Uh, just uh, Mario Addison, a linebacker, he's out for the game uh, for Carolina. Greg Little is out for this game as well. Chris Samuels is questionable. Um, and they didn't need a final. Miller is questionable as well. Um, and they put uh, defensive back uh, Jamerson on. Uh, they put him on. Uh, they put him on IR. So that's just a quick rundown of the injuries there, Tarvin. Um, I, hopefully, oh, I just lost Tarvin. Okay, I think, I hope I didn't hang up on him. No, I didn't. Um, so he's, yeah, I think he's having some phone problems. So hopefully he'll uh, get back in there. So lots of injuries coming that way um, as far as that is concerned for the Panthers. 
Um, again, we talked a little bit about, you know, where, what this team is all about. Uh, Tennessee, I think we're going to, and, and Ryan Tannehill is uh, to, you know, put up some decent numbers, not great numbers. He just has to manage the game. And I think this is going to be the Derrick Henry uh, show here today. Um, especially uh, unless now, Carolina seeing what happened, okay? You can't allow 232 yards on the ground without addressing it, okay? But if they address it, how did they address it, and what are they going to do to stop it? Because you got Henry that can run. By the way, and not only that, that guy is a monster with the ball. There is no question Derrick Henry is a bad, bad man. And if you give him the opportunity and you leave those holes open, he will take all over it. So, and again, now, the Titans um, have only allowed 20 points one time, and that was uh, the win against Tampa Bay. They scored 23 points. And uh, three, and actually 10 of those points that were scored, they were garbage time. Titans also ranked ninth in the NFL with 22 sacks, okay? Tennessee has moved up to 17 points a game that are allowed in a game. 17 points. It's not going to be enough. I, I think that defense is going to come play Titans. Um, so you also, uh, the, the situation with that football team, the Titans, if you go by this, and I normally don't, I just put this out there for everybody's hearing, okay? It's six games straight against NFC teams. Now, I don't know what that means. You're either a good team or you're not, and you win games or not. It has nothing to do with one team's in the NFC or the AFC. I, I don't fall for that crap, but those people that like that stat, you there it is right there, and it's in the Titans. So, but I like the Titans in this one. I think that they're going to be able to get the victory. Um, it looks like uh, Brian Tarvin is on the Carolina Panthers uh, in that one. So, and let me see about my brother. My brother – are on the Panthers as well. So my brother is on the Carolina Panthers in that. And hopefully we get Cuervo in here somewhat soon because I've skipped over the uh, the early game that I was going to talk about. Uh, so let me see here. Let me hit this number right here. All right. And so I'm going to get to this one game before I hop back to the uh, the game for the – Chicago Bears. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to cover this game right here. So I, I'm on Tennessee. I think my brother, as well as Tarvin, they are on the Carolina Panthers. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to head into the next game that is all set and ready to go. It is the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins are one in seven horrible NFC East. One thing about that is, is depending on what the teams that are on the top do, um, they can always be in it. Uh, take on a Buffalo Bills teams that are hanging with the uh, Patriots. Um, and, and I see this in a good way. Okay. The Buffalo Bills are not a bad football team. Uh, now you got to ask the question and, and it is not, you get the actual opportunity 
to watch this game or not. I want you to watch what's going to end up happening because they're bringing in the Rook. They're going to start him up. And I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but everybody's been asking for Haskin, okay? All right, so the 15th overall pick out of Ohio State, okay? He's taking a lot of time to prepare for this game after going 3 of 5 for 33 yards and an interception in the second half against the Minnesota Vikings that ripped them. Um, but that was back on October 24th, so he's had some time. 12 of 22, 140 yards, four interceptions, and two relief appearances. So how's he going to be able to handle Carter? Listen, when you put Haskins in at this time, it's time. And try to take this team and get this and listen, I know mop-up duty is never good. I know. But you don't have to be god-awful in mop-up duty. And that's what we've seen Blaine Haskins in reality uh, as far as what he has done, you know, in relief. Now, we, we can talk about a lot of things with the rookie thing and everything, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But that still trails in the back of my mind. So even during that time that he's had the opportunity to play, that I feel so comfortable with this guy. I want this guy to continue to be my guy. And we just haven't had that with Dwayne Haskins. So, but here's one thing. Regardless how well Haskins plays, okay, Washington has been outscored 101 to 46 in the second half of football games, okay? That includes allowing a winless Dolphin team um, to get the first points following the halftime in a 17-16 victory, okay? So you can say uh, the whole team needs to play well, but, yeah, if Haskins has a good game, what, what's going to happen in the second half of a football game? Games are won in the fourth quarter, and they are lost in the fourth quarter. Unless you get so far ahead – that you can just coast. Obviously can do that kind of thing. So we can sit and watch the first three quarters of this football game and go, wow, look at how great they're playing. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, the Washington Redskins are not a team that's able to hang out there. So I, I'm trying to read a, a post that was there by my brother. Um, let me see here. I missed. I missed. Uh, let's see here. That it, it, I'll. I'll just go to this. I, I'm not sure what there. So, um, that being said, all right. So now, you have no Trent Williams. Okay, failed the physical because of a quote. I talked about this earlier quote-unquote, helmet discomfort after having surgery to remove a tumor from the skull. And he had that. He got He's getting paid because he showed up, and then they put him on the eye, so he gets his money. Congratulations. I don't know. I, I You know, I, I know my take on this a little earlier was a little rough, but Trent Richardson, if they would have given him the money – 
there would not be helmet discomfort. And also, if they were more, better than one and seven out on the season, that maybe we would be talking about something different. But they're not. The Washington Redskins are a bad football team, and it, there, you, we could talk about some other things. But just just to let everybody know, uh, the matchup Frank Gore against uh, Frank Gore right now fifteen thousand. 170 yards, fourth on the all-time list. He's 99 yards short short of matching Barry Sanders. Minnesota Adrian Peterson uh, moved into sixth place with uh, 13,701 yards, passing Jerome Bettis and LaDainian Tomlinson. Okay, so let me just put this out here, all right? Frank Gore is deep, and, and, and call me up. Send me the emails. I want them. I want every single one of them are going to come because of my statement. I'm going to say it right here. Frank Gore is the most. Okay, the most. I was thinking maybe could there be anybody else just there for a second. Frank Gore is the most overrated running back in NFL history. History. What has he ever done? No, I'm sorry. We can sit there and talk about his wonderful, you know, his wonderful career and how many yards. And you know, he's 99 shorts, uh, yards short of Barry Sanders, which, by the way, uh, his career. Yeah, he cut his career short. All right. So, oh, wonderful. Frank Gore is right there, Barry Sanders. You know what? Give me a break. Frank Gore couldn't carry Barry Sanders' jock. Most overrated, overrated quarterback, overrated running back. He's never done anything good. You never had to plan for him. He was pretty good in San Francisco. Take away from that, the guy was garbage. Getting garbage yards, playing games, garbage yards. It's just overrated. And no, and I'll say it. Passing Barry Sanders, if he evidently ever does. Frank Gore is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I said it. I'll stand by it. And you you tell me different. We'll argue about it. But I'll tell you this, okay? Listen, I, and, and I've said it before. Listen, I'm no Adrian Peterson fan at all. Adrian Peterson is a, a Hall of Famer before um, Frank Gore. Yeah, I know. That game's out of control. Uh, um, let's see here. The game is out. Where, where, oh, I had it up here, so let me just hit this button here. The game is the game is becoming out of control over in London. I was completely <laughs> sorry. I was completely wrong about my analysis of the Houston Texans and the Jaguars. The Jaguar didn't do very good in London, which they normally pretty they do. I, I didn't think the Texans would show up. Uh, they did. And uh, fourth quarter, four minutes, 19 seconds left to go. Texans 26, Jaguars 3. So, yeah, I'm already off to a roaring start on Sunday morning, um, uh, as well as uh, that my brother and Cuervo did pick Houston. Um, so I'm hoping that we get 
uh, Cuervo in, in the final portion of the show. Now, here's what I do got to do, guys. I do have uh, uh, sponsors that I got to play, so we're going to go into commercial. When we come back, 40 minutes left to go. We'll take you right up to the top of the hour. We'll get everything that we need to get done as far as this business is concerned. All right. The sports show, and we'll cover the last parts of the NFL. On that being said, let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, 
Dickie's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickies Barbecue today. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Take it for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street, Rowlett Road, where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Are you ready? minute blitz that we're going to go. We're going to get through the rest of the games as we got a lot of them to get through. Um, so uh, just, let me just make a quick point about Frank Gore. I, I just went ahead and I pulled up the numbers. So his best season was his second year in San Francisco at 1,695 yards and eight touchdowns. His next best season in reality, maybe not by young, was in 2009, where he rushed for 1,120 yards, Mark, yeah, and 10 touchdowns. Take away from this guy's, take away from those two years. The guy's been pedestrian at best. Now, if you want to go through, I mean, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, he's done it a couple times. Uh, and even one with nine. But really, think about it, guys. I mean, remember, there's 17 games in the NL season. Okay? All right. So he's averaged, averaged 100 yards never through his, through, through his, never. 100 yards a game, never. 
Now, I might be putting put, put too much pressure, but when, when you haven't won a Super Bowl, haven't been a mainframe where people have to worry about you, and you just, just drug up yards that thing, especially in the years where when San Francisco wasn't was many of the it, within his career 2014 13 12 11 10 9 we good nothing came from it so you, you think about it you know he came into the league in 2005 it's 2019 all right so 14 years so yeah he averaged he averaged over a thousand yards each year. Although he missed a thousand yards, not you can't count this year for that. But uh, the year before that, under fifty six yards. Year before that, two hundred sixty one. Year before that, two sixty three. Year before that, two sixty. Year before that, two hundred fifty five. So uh, those are rushing attempts. Here are the yards. Okay, you ready? 422 so far this year. Congratulations. Last year, 722. Year before that, 961. Year before that, 2016, when he was with Indianapolis, 1,025 years. Worried about him. 967 in 2015, 1,000 yards uh, four years in a row. Uh, 11, uh, 1106 in 2014, 1128 and 13, uh, 1214 and 12, and 1211 and 11. I'm sorry. It's just not what it is. And if he gets in, it'd be a miscarriage of justice because in reality, and yeah, I'll say it, I don't think Curtis Martin is all a fan. Yeah, I said that too. Now, not the most overrated, but uh, that's what Frank Gore is the most overrated running back in NFL history. Yeah, I said it, and I'll stand behind it. I'll argue with you all day long. Okay? Yeah, don't tell me. Hey, hey, oh, Sonny, he, he, he received the ball, you know, a lot. Yeah, early in his career, he got 485 yards one year. He got 436 yards. whoop he do After that, it's been nothing. Overrated. And I stand by it. And won't take a step back up on it. Now, that being said, Washington and Buffalo, um, as far as the game is concerned, that one's next up on here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, we were talking about it. Uh, I, you know, I, I just Washington is not a good football team. Buffalo is a good football. So much uh, of a better football team. Um, so I'm, I'm on Buffalo just for the fact that it is the Washington Redskins. Uh, they're just not a good football team, so I, I don't hold any anything there. Now, here's a game that is happening this week, and, and I'm going to tell you, there's some games when you look at them, you know, on uh, as far as the games that are coming up, they look like a dog. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be one of the most entertaining games of the week. Basically the same record in reality. Uh, the Lions can't catch a break. And here's the problem. They're not as bad as that record indicates. But the, the other big problem is they can't get over themselves. And we can sit there and talk about it. He's got a great tight end. They're finally utilizing it in, in, in Detroit. Congratulations. And they've been doing it in the red zone, which has been my biggest complaint about the Detroit Lions for many, 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 many years. 
And they had good ones, too. Never utilized them. Well, they got their first-round draft pick. They utilized them. Great. Wonderful. You're three, one. You're three, three, and one. The Raiders, on the other hand, are three and four. They are at home. Okay? I'm going to tell you right now. You take one game from the Oakland Raiders, okay, and we're, we're maybe if the if the Raiders were four and three instead of three and four, we could be really talking about what they might be able to do for the rest of the season. The Lions should win this football game, but this they they are a football team that has not been able to get over the hump to get the victory in the fourth quarter. Normally, a football team that comes back in the fourth it has come back in the fourth quarter, but the defense has been given up points in the fourth quarter after they've taken the lead in the game. So all of that, as far as Detroit is concerned, I will tell you right now, this is going to be the best game of the day. I really believe that because I like both of these football teams as far as where they are going. I think the Lions are going to be really good next year. If they keep Matthew Stafford and give him one more weapon, they're going to be really good next year. So when I looked at this game, you know, by, just to let you know, you know, Richie Incognito is kind of bringing the Raiders back to kind of where, where they are. It, is the, it was the easiest pickup for him as well. This guy's still playing at an all-pro level. Maybe not, maybe not all-pro, you know, but but good enough to where you're seeing them, okay? Now, get this. You you get a guy that is a Richie Incognito that can bring a team together, and he has. I believe this. We can talk about their car. We can talk about some of the other guys. I'm going to tell you right now, I think that was probably one of the best pickups for the Raiders in the offseason, okay? So you think about that whole thing. Now, what's going on? Kind of thinking about it. Matthew Stafford has started 135 straight games. Only one he trails is Phillip Rivers and, of course, you know, Eli Manning. Okay. So here's one of those things. Matthew Stafford has been able to win some games but not be able to do anything. But when a game is on the line, look at the Raiders, okay? Their offensive line okay, has been better than what anybody really expected, okay? You also have some – remember, Incognito was suspended for two games. Gabe Jackson missed five games with an injury. Trent Brown is also another guy. Um, he missed the game uh, with a calf injury and everything. But, yet the Raiders are still getting some good play on the offensive line. Now they got all those guys back that are healthy. I'm going to tell you right now, I normally don't look at an offensive line unless they are so – Purely dominant. Like if you look at the Dallas Cowboys here a couple of years back, they've had that dominant offensive line. I'm not saying the Raiders have a dominant, but I'm going to tell you it's probably the best part of this team. They got some good players on this team. So also, Detroit has had players reach 100 yards of receiving seven times this season as well. So I like what they are been able to, but they're still three one, uh, three three and one. Some games they should have won. And Dan, Danny Amendola um, has a pair of 100-yard games since the first time since 2015. Badass. I love Marvin Jones. And here's the thing. 
I think the Detroit Lions are a better football team on the road than they are at home. So you look, you look at that one. So the big deal on this, my mic is on. My mic is on. My mic is on. Yo, yo, yo. My mic is on. Maybe reset. Uh, let's see here. Yep, it's still plugged in. It's off. Is it off? Um, I have a way of checking that, so I'll check that really quick. Hold on. All right, so um, Tarvin says he's. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, after it's over. All right, and but keeping the Colts the way they are. Um, that uh, hold on, I shouldn't have. Done, I should go here. Go here. I just want to make sure that the audio is on because I can check it. Yep, I'm on. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with you, Todd. All right, so there's something wrong with you, Todd. I'm on. So that being said, um, you think about what happens here. Tyrell Williams of the uh, Oakland uh, Raiders. Okay, he's back in the lineup, um, and he had uh, a. This guy's really good. Uh, this one was the tough one to pick for me this week because I initially was sitting here thinking the Raiders might they should win this game. And could you imagine if they won this game? Because of the simple fact of the matter is, is that they are second in the AFC West, and a victory here would be so cool because it would put Kansas City. I mean, again, I don't think Kansas City's going to win today. I'm on Minnesota, so. I mean, and you think about think about the standings, okay? A victory in this game, the Oakland Raiders, it, it helps them. I wish this was more of a, um, a, a, a division game. I would like to see that. But I'm going to go to the standings. Let me tell you what the standings are in the, um, in the AFC West. Kansas City's 5-3, and three, okay? Now, Oakland wins, they'll go to 4-4. Four and four. And if Kansas City loses, they'll go five and four. So there's lots of stuff going on there that are huge. So um, just let, yeah, my, uh, Todd, my mic is on. I just went on to the Facebook and heard myself do the thing. So my mic is on. So there might have been something wrong with your connection. But, but again, Kansas City, I don't think is going to win. So let's just say Sonny is right. They're playing Minnesota. The only thing that bothers me about that is is that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have not won at home. That bothers me. That alone just uh, and it hurts. But I'm still in Minnesota. So let's say they lose that game. If Oakland wins, they move to 4-4, four and, four and they're going to be right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, that that is that does not spell good for Kansas City, especially when you don't know how long Patrick Mahomes is not going to be in the lineup for him. So when you look at Kansas City, can and plus Kansas City, they actually I think they got a pretty good uh 
a pretty good set as far as the schedule. They have Tennessee next week, and the week after that they have the Chargers. Um, so I like that lineup for them to get a couple of quick wins. But they they got Denver, so you have you have the Oakland situation, and then you'll have New England, Chicago, and the Chargers again. So when when I looked at that, oh man, depending on how long that you could see Patrick Mahomes out of the lineup. That's that's not going to be good for that, especially if it's long term. Now, again, I love my Matt Moore. I love him personal friend of mine, um, and I hope he's can, he, he's able to do what he has to do. The, the schedule for the Oakland Raiders, okay? The Oakland Raiders have Detroit. Let's just say they get the win. They have the Chargers, who have been in a downward spiral. Like you would not believe. And that is not good for them at all. And the Oakland Raiders, after that, they have the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, it is showing up for them to be halfway decent for the rest of the season. Now, the Jets, if they're going to be good, Jacksonville, if they're going to be good, and uh, then they get the Chargers again, Denver. I'm going to tell you right now, if folks don't watch out, and you're going to hear from me, Oakland could be running for that wild card. And not only that, if you watch it, and if Kansas City manages to keep losing games without a Patrick, maybe they win the division, and maybe Kansas City becomes the wild card. This is, this is a football team that might be able to do it. This has nothing to do with John Gruden, I don't think. I think there's a lot going on here as far as the players are concerned. You're stuck with John Gruden. If you don't like him, you could be on a different football team. But, and and listen, I don't think their success, some of the games that they've won this year, I picked them, people said, you're nuts, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I picked them and they won. And on this game, I want to pick, I think I can those fourth, those fourth quarters, those fourth quarters are so hard to say. Yeah, they'll be able to handle this one easily. And, and you know what's going to happen? This game starts, and what happens is Detroit start showing up and maybe blow them out into it. It's the only way I think they'll win. Because if this is a close football game, we're not seeing Detroit playing good football at all. And that, that alone right there just scares me uh, scares me out of the whole thing. So um, I like, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Oakland Raiders this week. Whether I should or not, that that's a different story, but it is what it is. I, I, I'm going to hang on the Oakland Raiders and see who else we got going on here. Um, we have Tarvin on Detroit, and I'll get my brothers here and pick in a minute. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, by the way, I am – I am at a, a disadvantage today because I do a lot of things, usually by listening to Cuervo and getting set up here. So uh, bear with me as we roll through some of those, those those things. But that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to head to the next game that is out there that we're going to talk about. Seven, five, 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 five,
Uh, Buccaneers are third in the NFC South. Listen, they're not good. The turnover machine that's Jameis Winston is is enough. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of things I usually look at, but the first thing I look at who's got the better quarterback. It's real simple. It's Russell Wilson. Then I look at who's at home. Well, Seattle's at home. Then I look at it as far as overall team. Now, Seattle at six and two have been the most criticized six and two football team in the NFL. So all I'm hearing, you know, it, it, well, it, yeah, they should they should be you know seven and one. You know, listen, those kind of things. Are, are crazy, but when you're the Seattle Seahawks, you got a problem on your offensive line, and what they're doing is shifting guys in and out. So that's one of the reasons why you see it. Justin Britt's out for the season with torn ACL in his knee. Joey Hunt is going to make his third start. I mean, there's a plug-in here. Okay, so that whole thing is huge. So. I don't know. You look at it, you know, with the offensive line, they're doing a good enough job. So, that being said, there's other things. All right. You got Bruce, Bruce Arians has a 4-1 record at Century Link Field. All right. If you want to fall for it, that's fine. And, and listen, I love me some Bruce Arians. I really do. And their defense. Peter, I, I love it, but they're not. They haven't had enough time to really put this team. Right now, Russell Wilson has been without question. He's been great. Drew, good. Russell Wilson, you know, is in you know in the talks for the MVP for this year. So now, whether Seattle can, can you know beat Tampa Bay, they got to stop. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans from making the big play. And and the Seahawks though passing to Atlanta's Matt Schaub. Uh, yeah, Matt Schaub. And I don't know. Jameis Winston is probably right there in the same area. And he can make the big So, you know, I think Seattle's going to win this game, and I am on Seattle. And being on Seattle, um, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't think that Bruce Arians is doing a good job because I think that the I think the Buccaneers can be a good football team next year. Now, not I, I'm not saying will they make the playoffs. I don't know. That now depend on personnel and what I think, but they will be improved next year. I think they'll be a much better football team. So that that's huge for them. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get on Tampa Bay, and here's a game that is upcoming that should be interesting for uh, um, Mile High fans. Of course, I'm talking about the Denver Broncos. And listen, I was right. Everyone who fell on the the Browns bandwagon or jumped on the bandwagon is wrong. Because guess what? Guess what? Just take a wild guess where the Cleveland Browns are. Okay, they're last in their division. I actually marked that they're third in their division. I forgot how bad Cincinnati is. 
two and five. Now remember, we were talking some players and you know experts and everything. Oh yeah, Cleveland got it right there. Make the playoffs. They might, they might even make the NFC Championship. Uh, they might make Super Bowl. Listen, this is the Cleveland Browns. Okay, listen, I'm not saying that they won't be good next year. I think they'll be good. Last year, I predicted them to be good. Okay, because it couldn't have gotten worse, and it was good for that franchise. There's no question about that. But to expect them to take the next step after a halfway decent season and you don't trust what you see week in and week out from the team as far as where they are right now, they didn't give you enough reason to think they can win the AFC North, never mind make the playoffs, never mind win the AFC Championship to make it into the Super Bowl. So you got to get – listen, the Denver Broncos are not a good football team, but they're better than them. I'll say it. They're better than them. Not only that, when you go into Denver, and if you're not ready for uh, the – so the, if you're not teaching that before you get there, you're already at a disadvantage. And the Broncos have been improving for the last – I know. They're too – sunny, sunny, they're two and six. Yeah. They should be, they should be three and five, and even to that point, four four football team. Now, I thought Denver would be good. I thought they would challenge. That they're not doing that, um, but I think they got enough to. And never mind that you have Baker Mayfield, you know, pulling his Ryan Leaf thing. Yeah, I said it. He, this guy reminds me so much of Ryan Leaf. It's scary. Now. I picked Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. That was my bad. I've had the crow on that ever since I said the pick. But I'm I'm going to just put it straight out there and ready for everybody involved with this one. This one's going to be a good game, too. These are, these are not the ones that you see. But now, no Joe Flat. The... Uh, uh, the Broncos have got their situation uh, at the court. John Elway's been eating a lot of crow, listening to a lot of critics. But listen, John Elway is Denver. He's not for his head all day long. You can call for Joe Flacco being a bad pick. Grant, go ahead and call it. I want to tell you, if the guy had an offensive uh, coordinator and or an offensive line, Joe Flacco wouldn't be as bad as he is. And Joe Flacco, in this case, it's taking so much heat for the record on what's going on. But how about the front offices? How about not getting an offensive lineman to protect them? How about those things? So, and, and, and listen, I love Nick Vangio as well. This team is coming along right now. They're going to get better. And listen, I think that they, you know, it, it, they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. But they're going to make, you know, when you get around, I'm going to say around Week 13, week 14, they won't be completely out of it yet. Because I think they're going to win some games. I think it starts this week. So all the things that they're going to be talking about usually get away in reality when you win a home. So I think that's one of it. So um, Bronco fans want to see Drew Locke get a shot, but general manager John Elway said um, he is not going to return until IR until week 11. So that's that's way that works. 
He uh, sprained his right thumb in a preseason game. Hasn't practiced in forever, so watch out for that. And there's those picks. Thank you, uh, Cuervo. He's obviously not going to get into the game uh, show this week. So um, just some other things that I found interesting. I would normally dive into this a little bit, but you look at Vaughn Miller and Miles Garrett. Those guys have been badasses. And they're gonna, they and and they are gonna have some. Really think they are. Uh, Bron said he's not gonna miss the game even if. That's a guy that loves his. She could be in labor, but I'm gonna be at the game. <laughs> now I don't. His wife or his kids just just got that much of a love for a game. His wife. Play football. We'll let you know. As soon as they, the the blinders come on, we're not we won't say anything for a three hour period. You play football. As soon as you walk up, then head back to the head back to the hospital. So Chris Harris, I don't think that's gonna be a problem here in reality. So um that that's pretty good. So that being said, you know, the you know, Broncos not a good football either either. So um and so we have two ugly games, you know, two and six, and five, two and five, and then the earlier um, uh, game that was god awful. Which one was it? it was um, let's see here, go up in here. Oh yeah, the Jets in Miami. So, and another god awful game. This will be a god awful game, but it'll be entertaining, which is what usually the NFL is all about. All right, so we have three more games that we're going to pop through because these are somewhat, I think easy picks in reality. The Chargers have not been playing good football. They have been their own worst enemy. They have a gun in the holster. Okay. Uh, at the end, they just shoot themselves in the foot. You can sit there and argue about the running back position for that football team through that whole time. Okay. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that the Chargers are not very good right now. So, So I was, <laughs> I was wrong about the Green Bay Packers as far as where they are. But I've been picking them in and getting the wins. And they're going to win today. Now, this, this is still going to be a challenge for them. I think that the Green Bay Packers, you know, are capable of losing a game that they don't necessarily need. The only problem is is when you're looking at the standings in the NFC um uh, north, they only have a one game over Minnesota, and I think Minnesota's going to win. So, okay, so with Minnesota playing well, and Green Bay obviously playing well, um, a one game lack could really make a, make a difference in this one. So I think they know where they are as far as the standings are concerned, and I don't think that they should have too much of a problem with the Chargers unless. Philip Rivers just sucks going out of his mind, and uh, the running game starts picking up. And it doesn't come down to the final two or three minutes of a football game is where the Chargers really kill themselves. Each and every game, it seems like they are a team that knows how to shoot themselves in the foot and not be in it. So I think 
I hope it's entertaining because there's only a few games in the afternoon on red zone, so they'll be switching back and forth. At, and one of the later games is easy. Listen, I don't care how good Lamar Jackson is. Don't care for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care that people are talking about for the MVP. Okay. Tom Brady have won the Super Bowl six times. Okay? They've been nine times. They're going to get into the tenth because, yes, they are. They are going to make the Super Bowl. Right now, there's nobody better in, in the AFC right now. Nobody better. There's some teams that are playing well, but not as good as New England Patriots. Now, do the Patriots get the blessing of having a bad schedule because the uh, AFC East is a god-awful? Yeah, absolutely. But the Baltimore Ravens are a good football team. And you want to talk about a defense that has had their way? And I know you say you can't predict uh, injuries. It's ha- I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to take Jackson out of this football game. If not for the whole Scott. And hopefully they do it legally so we don't listen about how bad they New England Patriots cheat and all that other crap. Listen, the Patriots win football games, okay? Guy goes down to injury. And this defense, I'm going to tell you right now, is so stingy. I, I, there's not too many guys that are going to have that much success on it. So watch out for that one. New England, I think, I think is going to have a huge game. They're going to beat the, the that also being said, Monday Night Football brings you the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. And I am going the Dallas Cowboys in this one. Um, and left is I will let you know. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going I'm going Cowboys. Not not because I'm any kind of uh, homo Giants right now. Um that rookie Speed up underneath them. Hey, does it happen against Dallas? Dallas Cowboys are going to win this division. But Philadelphia winning uh, today, um, it could be really interesting. Um, Have Chicago. We didn't even get to it. I'm going to go ahead today, by the way, over the Chicago Bears. Um, So uh, it's going to be really interesting. So interestingly enough, three hours, and I've been all by myself. You've looked at this ugly face for three hours. If you made it that far, your eyes are in good shape. So that's going to do it for us here on a Sunday morning. Of course, that's being said. You hear it every Sunday morning. Uh, we've been doing the video thing. We've been doing what we do on uh, the um, uh, on Blog Talk Radio. So that's going to do it for me. Up on my page so everybody knows um, before we get started. Out of the night, good one will be Thursday, 2 p.m. for the pre game show. And then Friday Night Live, your Eagles taking on the Sexy Mustangs over at Williams Stadium. So for everybody involved, and hopefully Corvo is doing well. He is me, Sunday, but see you all Thursday and next Sunday here on the couch. Andrew. Radio Network, and that being said, everybody have a good one. Bye-bye.
Pressing the line, loss of one for Mac. Now we'll hear from Brad Allen for the first time. Offside. Defense, number 48. Five yard penalty. What can I do to help Sam see me in the passing game and they really want to get him involved in a lot of check downs but when the throw down field isn't there, just get it to Bell and let him do the rest. But it's going to go here on third and fourth. Thank you. 
play of the Eagles five after the Bears went three and out on their opening possession. Doug Pagano, the defensive coordinator, has a chance to right now, Mark. He certainly does. And this is something that has really, I mean, Bears double teams at center half hit the goal from between the tackles. That's something that they have Tennessee working in the field goal range against Carolina and Ryan Suckup. No good. 43 yard field goal. Five left in today's score up there in Charlotte. Nobody presents the closest right here. He's just trying to figure this out. He's doing that time. But you see, that was perfect. Everybody was locked up there by Chicago. Really nice read. Minnesota's second possession of the first quarter, and up with a third and three, bunch formation to the right. Kirk Cousins takes the snap, hands off. Amir Abdullah gets stopped short. Originally, they gave him the first down. Look at that spot there. But it was challenged by Kansas City, and Andy Reid won the challenge. It actually took away two yards after the coach's challenge, and Minnesota had to punt. An update on the Jets and Dolphins. We'll find out who wants it more in this game. And by wants it, the Jets are the high draft pick. 
Quentin Williams, speaking of a high draft pick, the third pick in the draft with his first solo sack of the year. He now has one and a half on the season. Miami will be forced to punt on fourth down. And pick to Samuels. We will punt and throw. Samuels with the catch. Cannot break away along the perimeter. He picks up just a yard. And Walker has Game Rewind presented by Amazon Prime. Check out this first and ten play. I told you that James Conner is out, so they're going to be creative at the running back position. This is Trey Edmonds. He was a tight end at one time in his career, playing running back today, and Edmonds goes for 45 yards on that one. Boy, that was a big one. Trey Edmonds, short stick for the New Orleans Saints. Toughness. More of a one cut runner, no different than Jalen Samuels. Three catches made. Another short gainer. Three yards picked up for the Steelers. So, Carolina trying to come back after Tennessee put them into their own territory. It's a field goal, but right now, in fact, in the Titan territory, Kyle Allen, Greg Olson, 23 yard pickup. Allen's second completion of the first quarter. Dante is really talented, very naturally to him. Just not ready for 60 snaps in the game right now. As the season continues, they expect the number to rise. And we're probably seeing 30 snaps out here today, according to Tomlin. They're in seven now for Pittsburgh. Steelers breaking. Ludolph is out there. He's got it. First down for the Steelers. Marvell Tell. Through the assignment on the outside, nine-yard catch. Okay, a catch by Washington. I'm not so sure. He thought he caught it, so he thought the official said, yeah, he did. Well, they snapped it quickly. Not taking any chances to allow Indianapolis to do it. Washington starting with Wayne Haskins today. That means all three first-round quarterbacks have started the game this year. Haskins third and fifth, and this player wide left on that one. Washington to take it away at Baltimore. Well, reaction after waiting for the official to confirm it. James Washington just his 11th catch of the season. And we guys and Rudolph, of course, were teammates in college at Oklahoma State. Steelers are still waiting for that chemistry to reveal itself. Rudolph on the lead, so to take well. Three-yard grab got hit by Anthony Walker on the play. You're under four minutes to play in this fast-moving first quarter. The Steelers fans get excited when McDonald gets the ball in his hands because of what he's been able to do with the yardage after the catch. Not that time, as Walker went low, bring the big tight end down. And the Colts are going to go with a dime low on third and four. Bring in George Odom and Kari Willis, who was banged up last week. Pittsburgh sets up first and goal. We'll get right back to the Steelers in a moment.
Another explosive play for that Kansas City offense. Matt Moore, quarterbacking them. First and goal for Pittsburgh. It's a handoff to Samuels. And he lunges for the goal line. What do they call? They are, they're saying down by contact. Oh, boy. Here comes a review, right? Samuels wants the touchdown to reverse coming towards him. That's what they expected that play. Tough to stop when you're sticking between a couple big linemen. You know, it's 
Another update on the Jets offense on a third and eight. Sam Darnold. He's run out of time to get some rid of it. Dude, if you started Jamison Crowder for whatever reason in fantasy, how about five catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown in the first quarter for the Jets? And Darnold is eight of ten for 91 yards. The first down Jets on that end. Let's go back and forth now. Bills third and goal from the 16. 
Kirk Cousins and the Vikings a first and five after a uh, offside penalty by KC. Updates on the Jets offense back in the field goal range on third and short. Sam Darnold looks the pass and runs out of time. It's Christian Wilkins, the first round draft pick for the Dolphins, who is in the second Was that a street fighter or something? Bringing Sam Pickens. Working in the red zone, Philadelphia just got into the red zone. Look at the re- uh, replay of the sack Ertz catch and run. It's going to be first and ten from the 15-yard line for Philadelphia. Upcoming for the Chiefs, third and goal from the four.
team will get up and jog onto the sideline. So that's a good initial report from the Colts. will get you more when you can show it to you. Again, that game still in commercial break for the moment. 83% of the time they convert. Think about the difference there. Big. Now it's third down and two. Miles Sanders gets it on the quick, and he is put down by Prince of Mukamara immediately. Couldn't play that any better in a loss of three yards. Ryan Hoyer in at quarterback, hands off to Marlon Mack. He can only get to the 10-yard line, third and goal from the 10. Hoyer in the game. There is Brissett on the sideline. Here is a replay review. Right side of the screen here. Brissett, as he releases the football, his old lineman, I think it's Quentin Nelson, fell into Brissett. And the athletic trainer is talking to him right now on the sideline. But he's third and goal as Philadelphia gives the Chase Elliott field goal. So two field goals for the Eagles. They're up 6 nothing. Let's listen in to the Colts. All right, Evan, eighth play of the drive. This is a third and goal. Sawyer, pump and throw. Touchdown, Jack Doyle. He hits it perfectly in stride for the score. How about that for Brian Hoyer? His first pass of the season goes for six. The Jack Doyle. Doyle had a big game last week against the Broncos. Here he is right here. Just a little in move, great move. It just frees the rookie Kevin Bush and walk into the end zone. So the Colts go eight plays, 63 yards. And it's Foyer. Who's the Colts? Just getting there and gets Foyer. Foyer for touchdown catch. And the extra point is what about 10 to 3. Carolina has gone to the end of the first quarter. You're not missing anything in the Panthers' red zone session. Miami is inside the 20 yard line, second and 10 from the 12. What he has had. Pretty thin linebacker situation for the Jets. Skins are in the red zone as well. And the ball batted down with the Haskins in cash in here. It's around the 10 yard line. So here's that heavy personnel that we're talking about, and that's going to get the defense thinking about run game. You just Carolina starts the second quarter, upper right hand portion of the screen, and then McCaffrey inside the 10 yard line. McCaffrey with a third and 10 for the Dolphins in the red zone. That'll be the next stat. Not only that, calling plays for the speaker to it. This pitch is just getting out to the end zone. Walking up pretty well for the touchdown. Did not have a chip to victor anywhere around him. That's his exit. Nothing open. And he put down six. But what perfect. That's where he has paid off. Allen's going to get her down at the line of screaming. And it falls incomplete. So I want to go back to this show